No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! Talk live. Welcome. It is. Everyone. 
Uh, let's check your microphone because we didn't do that in pre. Go ahead and talk to us, Peakless. No. Please talk. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, give me a little more. What? Yeah, you want to talk, dude. We got a three-hour show to do. I better <laughs> I hope you want to talk. Cause... Me? Talk about things? <sighs> yeah. I, I prefer I to just use violence instead. <laughs> no, you don't. And just force everyone to kind of guess what I want them to do. Fake news. Because it's hilarious when they fail and I get to torture them. I want to get back to what we were talking about while I was ignoring soundcheck or whatever. Um, and that is that, like, there are bearded women. Right, and and I just mean like I remember an elderly I the relative, term bearded ladies, whatever. I remember an elderly relative that had like the one gray string of hair coming out of her double chin somehow, you know. And we all thought it was creepy as fuck, but like at some point we we never asked her about it. We never even mentioned it to to her at all. It was just never brought up. She didn't say, it, but everybody knew it was there. But nobody acknowledged this weird, creepy fucking hair coming out of you know Aunt whatever's fucking uh, double chin. Yeah, and, and it don't uh, matter if she pulls it, it'll be right back. Well, and that was what eventually I learned, or was told anyway, by the, my elders, if you will, mm. was that, uh, well, so you see if she cuts it, it's just going to grow back two of them that, next time or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I get that. You know, like you don't want another one of those. Right? But I mean, I'm just saying we're called Beard Talk Live. I think it would be ignorant of us to ignore uh, the fact the that, uh, women. That, that every now and again, you know. Tragic. There they are. Yeah. Women with beards. Or at least whiskers. Mm. Kind of like a cat. Mm, not as useful. No. And also, like, with cats, if you, like, you know, if if they get half of their whiskers sheared but not the other half, their heads tilt. Mm. It's kind of, it's it's cruel. So, did you know they literally don't see the food that's in the bowl after they, like, reach the bottom of it? Like, their their whole ability to eat is touch-oriented. Wow. So since their whiskers are held back by the edge of the bowl, they can't use that to sense anything that's in the bowl. Yeah. And their their nose is not touching anything, so there must not be anything here. There must not be. And that's why once they have that that one bottom of the bowl, they're like, there's no food. <laughs> Every time. Wow. So uh, do cats have beards? No, they have whiskers. They right? have whiskers. But- I guess the underside of their chin is coated with fur, so it's technically a beard. Although I, I think cats and dogs both uh, like go gray in the face, like and they'll start usually like uh, uh, sort of under the yeah, under the true. bottom lip there, and the graying of the hair is not uh, sig- or, uh, exclusively human trait, right? Do you know the uh, graying of the hair is why uh, temples are called temples? No. Yeah, so uh, temple like temporal, it means time. Sure. And the reason they're called temples is because that would always be what grayed the first. So you could tell how old a man was by whether or not he had gray in his temples. I see. So it was temporal. Uh, so I just lost a bit of time right there. Mm. And uh, we're here now doing a lost show. Lost or used? <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> we're here doing a show now. And the show is called Beard Talk Live. Uh, you can call us. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. I thought we had somebody on hold, but mm, they're gone now. So mm. we will, uh, I guess we should start at the beginning. And we should. Fuck, Fuck the, the FCC. FCC. That's right. The preamble. 
It's now complete. It it is the purpose. Checked off. This this is why this is necessary. I I didn't look it up this week, so I'm gonna look it up right this moment, so that I can once again regale our audience with which number we are. What numeric? I told you, dude, forty-seven. Episode. I think last week was forty-seven. Okay. No, it was not. You're delusional. Yeah, well, all right. We did was that, lose. We did was lose. that a Mandela effect? N- no, it's a fork and pork effect. Because uh. literally the reason that like my numbers aren't lining up is because we skipped a couple of weeks during mm. the fest. Uh, that explains it. And that's fine. Uh, I enjoyed the fest immensely. I really did. I just oh, sort yeah. of like, I just had a good time. It wasn't a, an extravagant time, you know, that kind of a thing, but I, I just had a good time. I enjoyed all the people that were there uh, for Fork Fest and Pork Fest that, you know, and I, you know, I did a little bit of a thing and it was fun too. And, mm-hmm. you know, got to hang out with some just awesome people. Right. And so, yeah, that's, that's what the effect is. And while we easily could do, you know, a show there, um, I think it's more important that we have that time to, you know, engage fully in the festival. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, however the spirit moves you, man. Yeah. Like, if you feel inspired to do a podcast while you're there, then do it. But, I mean, chaining yourself to anything you don't have to is is probably just not a good play for, for something that is that high in potential because who the fuck knows what's going to happen at pork fest right yeah that's kind of the cool thing yeah and that's like how i've approached it is like i don't i pay very little attention to the schedule and the events and who's gonna come and do a thing here and who's doing a thing over there and try and figure out what my favorite things are oh these are the things i gotta do these are the things i want to do these are the things that i'm like ah, eh. right filler right you know you you, you prejudge everything right I don't want I don't want that to be how I experience the fest. I want to just show up and like just however it happens it happens. Right? Right? Whatever I end up doing is what I end up doing like but I'm not going to make the decisions before I even set up. You know? Honestly, get there, get set up. Now, okay, it's time to make those decisions. It's it's what I set my year by. Like that's literally how I determine where I am in time at this point. Is summer solstice it's always when Porkfest is, mm-hmm. and it's when I got here to New Hampshire for the very first time. Yeah, was Porkfest. So I mean, and that's it's the proof, man. Like it's it shows that what we're attempting is in fact scientific because we can replicate <laughs> this. We can give you the yeah. formula, and you can try it out for yourself wherever you want. Yeah, here's freedom. Here's how it works. Here are its principles. And here's the proof that it works. Every year we try it out. Everyone just lets people do stuff. But Pinkless, anarchy has never been tried. (laughs) (laughs) You can't have no state. Anarchy has never been tried. (sighs) Oh, yeah? Well, you needed the roads to get there. So, huh? (laughs) Because I'm sure we wouldn't have figured out how to get from one place to another without government i mean how can you traverse distance without a monopoly on violence it's physics yeah yeah uh, it 
people who say anarchy has never been tried, like they're just not paying attention. Anarchy is most things most of the time. Yeah. Right. Like most of how you go about your life, you go about in an anarchic way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, you've got some structure to it, right? And mm-hmm. but every now and again, right? If you don't pay the right well, fee, well, or, and, uh, you know, well, hold on, hold on. Uh, the structure is actually allowed by the anarchy. Sure. I mean, it's. And that's the difference between, like, no rules and no rulers. Yeah. Right. Anarchy isn't no rules. That's not reality. Right. Reality has rules. Right. If you want the outcome you want, there are rules that are effective to get there. Chaos is no rules. Right. Yeah. And that's not anarchy. Right. In fact, chaos is what ensues when you put an authoritarian system into place. (laughs) Without exception, throughout history, even, like... Can anyone even come up with an idea of how it wouldn't do that, given what we know of history and how every single time the most chaotic uh, possible circumstance are these weird little pockets that are created by the most authoritarian bullshit? Well, uh, let's do this thing. Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? This is Jerk Face McFucking Stash. Hey, Jerk Jerk Face. Face! Well, Mr. McFuck-fucking-stash, what have you been I had a terrible day yesterday. I busted my beard trimmer, so now, like, it's just growing all crazy and... and (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just let it go for a while, man. That's fine. Uh, Yeah, I wish I could. The girlfriend doesn't like it so much. Mm. And on the same day, I have this really cool solar cooker, and I went to boil water, and I picked it up, and there's, like, I didn't feel any heat from it at all. So I went over and I grabbed a cup of water and I poured it in there. The thing exploded in my hands all over my kitchen. It was absolutely bananas, like, how much that thing exploded when I put cold water in it. But holy shit. So bur- burn wild. face McFucking stash? You, no, I didn't get burnt at all. It just, oh. it, it just shattered glass all over my kitchen. It was totally wild. But, I mean, this was, like, the coolest little solar cooker. It was, like, um, those vacuum tubes. Uh, for uh, solar hot water heaters. You ever see those before? Uh, I know what vacuum tubes are, but yeah. Yeah, so like basically there's this like insert that I put into this vacuum tube and sun beats down on the thing. This thing gets up to like, you know, 200, 300, 350 degrees to bake food and stuff like that. So that thing was awesome. I love that thing. Nice. I, I couldn't yeah, believe that. Glass does not respond well to temperature changes. Yeah, it's... yeah. you know, I, I just couldn't feel the heat from the tube. I, I, I picked up the tube, and I just couldn't feel it on the outside, so when I poured water into it, it exploded. It was awful. Mm. I think, uh, I know I've had at least twice some sort of a, a glass item, whether it was a drinking glass or like a glass dish, uh, you know, either come out of uh, a tub of hot water and then dip it into a tub of much colder water, uh, or even like out of the dishwasher when it's still steaming hot, and then you pour something else into it, uh, and it goes. Mm. Yeah, and it just cracks. Yeah. This so, thing was like a bomb. So, it, it was pro a tip: bomb in my uh, don't put your face against glass during the winter, because <laughs> yeah. There's there's kids that'll do that I, and like need to go to a hospital real quick. Are you talking about from experience? No. Oh no. Because that sounded like you. No, were, I just figured I may as well put it out there while we're on the subject. Right. Like yeah, glass does not like temperature changes. Oh yeah, geez, that was terrible. Well, anyway, I, I called in tonight to talk about respect. Uh, respect. E S P E C T. 
Yeah, they respect they, they your youngers. Urethra Franklin. Now, now, is the concept that the old people like they want to tax respect and force you to pay to other people? Like, how does that concept work? I'm I'm trying to figure that part out. Yeah, so so respect your elders is a thing that people who haven't earned your respect try to baffle you with. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing with police. You got to respect a man of the uniform. No, you don't. No. No, and <laughs> I got just a man with a uniform. And and, and I got to say like right now, mostly, mostly, there's definitely exceptions on this, but right now mostly the older you are, the more you've been stealing. Like that's our current system. Is, and I get that there are people who like do their damnest to actually give us some other way, and I, I got no criticisms for them. Right on, solid, and, and let's keep going. But as as a general rule, uh, the old people stole from everyone. They stole from people who haven't even been born yet. Well, and are continuing to do so. I mean, that's so true. Look at so, the, the national I mean, debt. If right? anything, the debt clock. Have you seen this thing? It's just it's incomprehensible. I mean. The, the the newborn will vomit on you, but they didn't steal your pension, so, like, I figure they actually deserve your respect more than those who have spent their lives stealing from us, destroying our culture, and making it damn near impossible for us to walk it back. I keep forgetting the number, yeah. but uh, it's something, I think it's thirty or $40,000 uh, is owed as soon as uh, a newborn, you know, is, is born. That's wild. <laughs> like, they're already exactly subject to that much tax. Mm. What's that, Jerk? Uh, uh, they're, they're a newborn is born, and debt is created just right off the bat. They're already in debt. Future generations are already in debt. The unborn already owe money. That's the scam. And That, that is wild. That, it, is, that is wild. Now, what I learned in libertarianism and when it came to respect mm-hmm. is it, like— like when everybody is really respectful, it allowed the scammers to get around and do whatever they want and take as much as they want from other people. Whether it was like selling them into uh, MLM marketing or whatever like that, or getting them to buy into a Ponzi scheme or, or, or anything like that. And typically people were being respectful and polite, and these people were still circulating in the community, still ripping off all the new people that were coming in. Mm. You know, and if if you have to pay respect up front, it's an environment that scammers can easily take advantage of. And well, that's well, the reason hold, why hold we Hold on, hold on. So, I mean, she, she did ha- actually have a point with that. That, like, just, like, if you know literally nothing about a person, like blank slate, just your, your, your standard mm-hmm. should be a certain amount of respect. Like, I'm just... Off the bat, yeah, there's a I'm human to, respect. I'm going to oh, assume yeah. civilization until I know that you are attempting to bring us into a state of nature instead. And that is a level of respect. But as soon as I find I, out that you're, you know, trying to get peaceful people hurt, then you lose my respect. I am a generous man, so I might still even give you respect then. But I mean, you haven't earned it. Right. And you don't deserve it. Well, I, I mean, and I think you kind of touched on it there, Peakless. The, there, there's two kinds of respect. There's like the, I respect that you're a human and, uh, you know, I don't want you to die. Right. Kind of a thing. But then there's the like, I respect you as uh, an equal. 
right? An, an equal human, mm-hmm. right? A, a brother almost, right? So I, I use brother two different ways too. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll say, thanks, brother, and I just mean brother human. Mm-hmm. But other times I say, thanks, brother, and I mean, no, you are my brother, right? When, when I mm-hmm. say that, right? So like, but I, there's two different meanings for it. So, and I think it comes through in the way that I deliver it, right? right? I can say it in two different ways that I think the person listening gets the idea. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have a problem well, with using and, the same word for two different definitions. Well, and this is and this is why I asked Ricky what the hell he meant by brother is like right. okay well listen if you're going to even mean the 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 universal sense of brother then wait a second wait a second are you trying to get me thrown in jail for not hurting anybody yeah or not because either you are or you're not and if you are then you're really not my brother. Yeah, I recognize that human beings need to cooperate with each other in order for life to be awesome, right? And in fact, the more humans cooperate with each other uh, voluntarily, the better life has gotten for, I think, all of humanity, for the entire history of the human being. Yeah, that's that's just how it is. So, Well, let me clarify what I mean about respect, because I respect every individual's rights. Sure. That, that's like just the given off the bat, being an anarchist, uh, following the non-aggression principles, stuff like that. long as they but keep where them. I don't respect is where their feelings start to come into the whole thing. And I got to cater to those feelings and, and start to, you know, socially navigate what's making well, them upset from their own cognitive dissonance. Or and I think point most of, of the time it would do a disservice on. to them to hide that. Like, look what I'm going to how long am I going to pretend not to be me? Mm-hmm. Like at some point, I've got to say, fuck your feelings. This is how I feel. Right. And I hope that you do the same at some point that you show me the respect that I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. I can get over it. And we can still figure out how to talk to each other as long as that's what we both want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, I just see it too much in, in well, in our movement pretty much uh, where everyone thinks that you're being disrespectful or whatever like that. If you're making a stink about something that is, you know, pretty important. It's, I I just wish we were just a little bit more comfortable with people who were a little bit more abrasive, if that makes sense. Well, okay. But at the same time, like the truth is ugly, right? And your, your point is absolutely valid. I say things the way that I say them, and I like this show, for example, uh, uncensored. I can say fuck, right? And I fucking love that. And so, and that might I, hurt your feelings. But I'm illustrating a, a part of life that I think is wrong, and that is, you know, some government organization owning the fucking air. Yeah, you know, uh, that is wrong. And so, uh, you know, I feel like I need to reveal that to everybody. Uh, for the if for no other reason than the clearing of my conscience right what did you do about the truth when you found out right did you just go oh okay that's the truth i'm just going to hide it from everybody and keep it to myself you know no i didn't feel it. i felt like oh my god i got to shout this shit from the fucking mountaintops and when that didn't work i moved to new hampshire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, the the respect thing reminds me of the 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 conversations that we have, the the polite conversations, like we're not supposed to talk about religion, money, or politics in in polite company or something like that. Yeah, like those are systems of control. Of course, they don't want us talking about that. 
That's of course why it's a general right. rules because we're we're not supposed to fight over how we coerce each other apparently. Mm. Yeah, and in fact, like it's probably very important that humanity talk about those three things. Yeah. Uh, so I have a real simple rule on on talking politics. The second you make them optional, I'll stop talking about them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That is a fantastic point. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. I can s- totally see how, like, talking about how we should figure out our our, uh, our defensive measures is kind of not a polite discussion. And as soon as that's, like, a voluntary thing, then I'll be real careful not to do that in mixed company. Sure, absolutely. But right now, I get fucked by it. And you get fucked by it. Mm. And we get to argue uh, which way it happens. So, yeah, I let's try, try and talk to... about a way to not do that. You just get to argue about what color paint job it's got. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we get to argue about the paint job. <laughs> is it red or is it blue? Is it red or is it blue? Yeah. That is wild. I, I do my best to subvert the system as much as I can and not get fucked by it. Fucking A, man. Right? Fucking A. And, and on the bright side, and it'll take a while, we are winning. Like, yeah, I, you guys are kicking ass. Man... I, I don't know how much I don't know how much you pay attention to like the the numbers on uh, like international banking and shit, but like oh man, it's. I mean, if you look at just like the the dev the deficit that they've run up this year is is starting to rival what happened in twenty twenty already. I don't it's know already much. past what it ended up at at the end of last year, and we got another half a year to go. But I can tell a storm's coming. Uh, we're about to have a. A, a, a trillion dollars just on the interest and all the interest is getting worse like not just we have more debt we do like a lot but the interest rate is just ridiculous we have no long term like none of that shit's long term there's there are zero like over 30 year uh treasuries that are running this this uh government de- uh debt like they are all shorter than that. Yeah. Which is not normal for countries. So yeah, it's it, I'm just watching the fuse. That, and the that fuse is, is burning. Wild. Oh yeah, yeah man. Mexico's Mexico's debt's only 809 billion dollars. <laughs> only. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Like you, you you could sit there and say only 809 billion dollars. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what makes it all just so fantastical, right? Just the the sheer uh, amount of zeros before the decimal point kicks in on all of that. It's not a sustainable model. It's and look, we Austrian economics people warned you for a century that this was going to happen. It did, and wouldn't you know it? Just about exactly a century is when like Bitcoin took off, and all of a sudden we have an alternative. So there's like I don't I don't give a fuck anymore. Like I'm not going to warn you ever again. In fact, go ahead. The faster you do this, the sooner we get out. I don't remember who told me, but um, they they made a good point, and it was like all of the information that people need to arrive at the logical conclusion uh, exists, mm-hmm. and in many different forms and formats and languages, and like it's in Braille, it's in fucking right, you know, you could hire a translator or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, all of the information is out there. The internet makes it freely available yeah. to almost fucking everyone. Yeah. And so if you don't take the time to look into 
the definitions and apply something like the, na- the non-aggression principle to an organization type like the government, then you're doing yourself and the rest of humanity a disservice. If you ask yourself, if you open your mind and go, is it possible that I'm wrong? What does the evidence show? The evidence is overwhelming that the organization type known as government needs to go. It's the worst organization. It is responsible for most human atrocities, period. Pick an evil. It does most of them. (laughs) So, any evil, it does more of them than any other method of human interaction. So even if you don't think it would work, right? It wouldn't it be nice to try? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just well, see and, what would happen. Well, right? Can we? So, can we just so try? ignorant versus stupid came up, and I was trying to think of a word. So I had to look the damn thing up. Uh, but the word I was looking for is nescient. Mm. Now most people use ignorant in the way that I would use nescient. Nescient means you don't know a thing. That's that's all it means. Mm. Now, ignorant means you're ignoring something. And in an age where you have free access to an unlimited amount of information, like at a certain point, it's ignorance when it affects every aspect of your and everyone else's lives. Yeah. That, look, it's right there. And if you if you don't see that, then you are ignoring it at a certain point. So you are keeping yourself nescient, which is what ignorance really is. Yes, willful ignorance. Without a doubt, they they avoid the truth, staring them in the face every day. The question is, is when the truth slaps them in the face and there's no way of avoiding uh, what happened, will they ask for more statism or will they uh, gravitate towards what we've been doing? It's hard to tell. Well... I think it'll be individuals are going to react differently. Like, I mean, it took me 38 years or so of being a statist just to even consider I might be wrong. Right now, I know people who are way younger than that who've like sort of been like, oh, yeah, statism sucks. And they've like they figured it out at like 12 or something. But I know people didn't figure it out until like 65. Right. So I, I don't know what, what makes it go, what makes people wake up like that. Uh, but clearly I'm glad that they do. Because, again, if you examine the evidence, they're correct. Yeah. Jerkface? Oh, that's, you know, that, that's all wild. I, I just tend to believe that uh, the way that they acted during Rona times, they will beg central banking to take whatever they need to take from the. Well, and fix fix some always wrong will. and make sure that they can still buy their stuff off Amazon and turn on their Xbox. I mean, your you know uh, your scenario is not implausible. Some people will always do exactly that, but as far as the numbers go, uh, from what I'm looking at, in 2020 we proved that about a fifth of humanity was willing to say "fuck you." Now, since then, we have had more and more of the wealth transfer toward freedom. And we do continue to have a greater and greater wealth transfer toward freedom. Uh, It's going to have a massive spike in probably 2026 because for some reason people are only interested in Bitcoin when it's becoming way too expensive. But c'est la vie. And so it goes. So as we become wealthier people get more and more interested in what we're doing. 
And since what we're doing also makes them wealthy and secure, they actually kind of like it. Well, I don't know about you, but I ain't wealthy. <laughs> yeah. well, Anarchists aren't wealthy. We're, nice. we're the ones that always broke because we're, da- we're too busy building the system and, and trading with the currencies instead well, of just hodling. Well, I got to tell you, the next, uh, let's see, 15 months, I think it is, uh, stay humble and stack sats. Work a shitty corporate job if you got to. Like, do what you can to oh, stack God. up. That's ugly. Because you- even even if you're working a shitty corporate job, like, this is the time to, like, coil the spring. Like, this is where we get that potential energy. And it right. turns kinetic at a very predictable rate. I, I'm doing my minimal stacking right now because the tether bomb is still out there, and it's $83 billion in liquidity that could go up in smoke overnight if the FCC whispers tether. <laughs> well, uh, the, judge already, the, the judge already ruled on tether. <sighs> No. Yeah. Did you not know that a judge had made a ruling on Tether? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, when did he make it? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, this was years back. And uh, this is why I, I deeply, deeply suspect is, that Tether is in bed with uh, with the Fed. Is McFucking Stash because, thinking like, something different? They got a slap on the wrist. because They absolutely were dead to rights. You are fucking guilty. You are doing all this shit. Uh, you right. do not have a fully backed coin. Is what the judge ruled, and they got like a three hundred thousand dollar fine or something like that, and or a thirteen. It was they printed it up that day, and Tether didn't even significantly dip for them to print it up that day, and just paid the fucking thing like that. Like the fact yeah, that they like got Tether that kind of slap on the wrist like is together, right? What was again? Tether and Bitfinex are in the bed together. Uh, if I'm getting the exchange right, and they just like created up like. $400 million just out of nowhere to bail out Bitfinex just out of nowhere. And I'm pretty sure the SEC is going to get on that eventually. I just don't know when that, that's going to happen, but maybe it will never happen. Well, judging by my approximation of their current corruption level, I think that the SEC is not allowed to go after that uh, pet of the Federal Reserve just yet. That's my guess. But, I mean, it is basically trying to figure out internal politics of a court that I'm not a member of, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't have any clue what they're going to do. Honestly, I was shocked when, when the judge came out with the, the ruling that, that that at the base of it, cryptocurrencies weren't uh, securities. Well, they shouldn't. What, here's what cryptocurrencies are. They're speech. Oh, I, oh they're yeah. never going to allow that. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Corporations giving money to to politicians hey, is speech. It's the truth. Cryptocurrency <laughs> is speech. And, but if and a decentralized autonomous organization wants to give cryptocurrency to a politician, that would not be speech. I the existence because reasons of cryptocurrency should fall under free speech and be protected. The most protected thing ever of all time. Yeah, and. And if they had any consistency in their rulings, that was that is exactly what would happen because that's what they ruled when Microsoft went is, oh, I'm sorry, that's software. Software is speech. You're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. But no, because as soon as a value gets attached to that speech, they're like, nope, 
that is money or money like things or money like like things and we tell you what to do with money like things can you imagine if uh if uh uh, times were ancient and like right around the time music was invented in humankind, right? That, that there was some overriding agency going, no, 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 no. You cannot make music by yourself. You can only make approved sounds that we decide for you. You can't make them in a specific order over the duration of time in a repeating pattern with a soothing melody. You cannot do that. That is not music. That's what they're trying to do to cryptocurrency. That is exactly yeah, what would happen if uh, they were here when we invented music. They're, they're trying to outlaw art, which cryptocurrency, in my opinion, is art. Yeah. It's also mathematics, and that's the most important part. It's like, what is cryptocurrency backed by? Math. Mm. Period. That's it. That's all yeah. you got to say. Math. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, math- But it does represent energy. It takes energy to create, and sure. therefore it represents our own labor because our labor takes energy to create. Yep. And that's why it's such a perfect representation of labor is because it's all just the expense of energy and the expense of energy in different ways. But man, the art part of it is in every piece of real art, there is information that is condensed. Yeah. Like uh, something that is truly artistic will, will have so much meaning in it that people will over a period of time get different pieces of information from it because they have changed. And that is the same kind of information uh, density that is in this technology. There are parts of human potential we don't know exist that are about to get uncovered because we finally have a fair way of moving effort. Trickface. The future's here. Thank God. Hey, you. Uh, I think you're gonna have Skeeter call here in a minute. I take it. Uh, <laughs> we could try not to summon him, will you? I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> Jesus, uh, man. he's okay. Everything that he does, like the the market will figure it out. He just wants to argue over definitions and and his idea of what's gonna happen. The problem is he's the only guy like in the middle of a desert screaming his ideas, trying to get people to adopt them, and there's no one around to listen. I mean, I think we've all been there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. Like wherever we came from, that's exactly what it was. Like, like there were people who listened. Like when I was in in Seattle, for example. But like most everybody was like, "Oh, there goes crazy old captain. He's got some crazy ideas about stuff." I've said it before. I'll say it again. There were people that would listen, but at the end of the conversation, it, it would just wipe from their minds. We'd reach the point where they realized, "Oh, government is more problem than solution." But they couldn't hold that thought because their entire worldview would be destroyed by it. Yeah. Yeah. I would take away everything that they're doing, everything they got going for them, and take away all the welfare that they expect. Oh, it's worse than that. They don't even know what to do with their kids. Like, they can't go to government school. Yeah. I mean, they don't even know who they are if that's not what the world is. Hey, Dirk Face. Wild place, man. You the man. I'm out, boys. I'm all out of ideas. I can talk to you forever, but uh, <laughs> thanks yeah, for the call, brother. Get a chance. Peace. All right, peace. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Oh, good lord! <laughs> I do exist. This is oh, good lord. This is the uh, Corporal of Clarity, the Sergeant of Sanity. This is Major Fucking Pain. Good to hear from you. Very, very well. How are you, sir? 
good enough? All right. Is that a German word? Well, good enough? <laughs> good enough? Yeah, no, it's not. All right. I think that's good, good, good stuff. Gluten free? What? Anyway. <laughs> What's on your mind? I don't. I, I don't want to get off into the sausage grinder of Germanism. Um, Probably wise. Hey, speaking of crazy things that are going on in the world, what government, here, this is a question for you, and no fair with your damn magic rectangle. Okay, right. no cheating. Hey, 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 Captain, get your hand off that mouse. I'm just setting something up for later. Get your hand off All that right. mouse. All right, fine. <laughs> Are you accusing the captain of being a kitty cat? No. Just uh, demanding oh. his manual attention on your question. Manual Which country? Attention. Which country what? Anyway, so uh, there, there is a country that has um, deemed seven, what, $170 million for shoe repairs. What do you mean deemed? Well, uh, they budget. However, they shit through their House of Commons or whatever. Oh, so, so they passed a bill, and inside of it is like a budget or something, and it's like seven. What was yeah, it? All, they, they 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 budgeted one hundred and seventy million dollars for the populace to get their shoes repaired. Now you'll never get. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Ireland. No. Northern Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? Evident, evidently, they're. Uh, wait, 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 I missed it. What? France. Ah, uh, huh. France. Yeah, evidently, they're in uh, fear of the country losing their soul because they've been walking around too much protesting. I've, my huh. I've never been to France, but I'm told that there's a place there where the naked ladies dance. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I guessed Ireland is uh, because of leprechauns. So leprechauns, you may or may not know, were known for shoe repair. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's why you'd like leave them little gifts and presents and whatnot. Was, Hopefully they'd fix your shoes. I was thinking about the Dutch because of the wooden shoes, right? And I'm like, oh. That I was did, my right? first you know? thought, and I realized but that's kind of like, fucked up. But I'm like, yeah, that's probably That's what I it, think though, of. Right? That's not. I mean, okay. No, I mean, it, wood it, shoes would stay together longer. You'd need less shoe repair. I don't know. They man. wouldn't be comfortable, but yeah. they're styling, man. <laughs> if, you had to repair, if you had to repair a wooden shoe, it's because you picked the wrong piece of wood and it split. Mm. Yeah, you'd probably get away with a carpenter. Yeah. I, you're never going to wear out a pair of wooden shoes if you make them right. Mm. I know one guy that's got like. I don't know. Three totes full of crazy ass wooden shoes. Wouldn't I? <laughs> no, no. Okay, well, I'm just knocking it out I'm, of the park I'm, with your. I'm over. Over too. Fucking tough audience, man. 603-283. No, wait, no, I'm the. Okay, I'm going to let you guys talk. Go ahead, Major. Well, you, uh, you, I, I don't know. You guys. Yeah, you put him on the spot. He didn't know what to say. You're having too much fun without me. I don't know even how I'm supposed to participate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun, you won't even know how to participate. That'll be the new Beard Talk Live slogan. I like it. <laughs> there you go. 
Glad I could gift you something before. In, in, in my golden years. All right. So since you don't I, know I what to talk. They've turned into shit, quite frankly. Let's play. Let's ask Major a question. Ready? Go ahead, Peek. Yeah. All right. Um, so you you were around for the uh, the the 1970s uh, uh, economic fiasco, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think the first time I did LSD was 73. All right. Did you pay them any attention? Did what, what? Did I pay what any attention? Oh, the, the whole like the 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 whole uh, economic bullshit that happened. Uh, like, well, the only thing that I really paid attention to at that point is I had just begun my entrepreneurialism, and mm-hmm. I was mowing lawns, nice. and the gas wars came up right in the beginning of the seventies, oh. and there was rations in the mid 70s but yeah i remember 19 cent a gallon gas i remember premium being purple (laughs) oh dude my my old charger ran so good on that purple gas with 150,000 miles she's lit one tire off when i laid her to the wood it still run 13 two and a quarter that was my first car. I'm lucky I didn't die. <laughs> right. That's true. Hell, the, the, I, yeah, I've told, I told Captain this because he had a hard-on for a 72 Cuda. When I was 12 to 14, I stole one from a gas station and uh, hit a big river gulch coming out of our town on Hewitt Road, and I launched that some bitch. Right, great big oak trees all along the road. I'm telling you, God was on the tiller that night because I landed in the last lot of the next block. I mean, right in the lawn, right? So proud of me. Now, the question is, when you landed in the the lawn and across the next block, was the lawn mowed or not? Well, I don't care. It was mowed when I got done, but it was a perfect four point landing. (laughs) And there was a split rail fence in front of me. I landed and, you know, kind of got my shit together, shake my head and get my beans back in order. And I put the wood again and I blew right through that split rail fence. And I took that car right back and parked it where I stole it from. I got it from a gas station. Some dumbass left keys in it. And uh, I'm lucky I didn't die, but I didn't kill the Cuda. Hmm. So in the world I'm trying to build, we have flying cars. Mm. So if you launch that sucker, you just got to flip the right switch, you land fine. Or just take off in flight. Right? Exactly. Well, that ain't the world of of old Ethel. That ain't the world of old Ethel. But uh, the, the FAA did finally approve the first flying car, and it's electric. Is that the one that looks like the drone? I, I think the first title should be issued to George Jetson. That that was actually what the uh, the article said was was talking about the Jetsons. Well, yeah, that's where everything in the far comes. off year two thousand, right? There are no original thoughts, dude. Everything comes from something that somebody <sighs> that doesn't make them not original. Like, okay, two pieces of music aren't the same just because they have the same notes, like. You can have the same notes, but in a different order. Mm-hmm. You can you can take two. Okay, so the perfect perfect fucking example. 
Bitcoin. Like these pieces were just lying around on the the uh, metaphorical road of of coding, yep. just hanging out there. But the thing was, you took this piece, this piece, and this piece, and you put them together in this particular way, and it creates this fucking explosion of of human creativity and freedom and fairness and like morality like holy shit dude i don't know if if you pay much attention at all to 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 money matters but like they've actually started being responsible with spending because they have no fucking choice that's why we're not quantitative easing now that's why the the uh the interest rate isn't still at fucking zero is because they have a completely different uh landscape of com of, of competition in money they suddenly have to to compete with something that works, and it's made them responsible. Yeah, not only do I not want to be ruled at all, but if there are rulers, I certainly don't want them to be unable to balance a fucking checkbook. Right? And, well, which and, most uh, Americans right now can't do. It's a fact. They don't even know what a checkbook is. They have a debit card. Well, And when they go to the store and they're denied, they act all stupidly surprised the the proper terminology would be managed finances but you know you know i wonder if that was in the sales pitch when they were trying to sell the uh, the idea of credit cards to businesses what? i wonder if they were like hey now listen so when people spend with this they don't really notice how much they're losing Mm. They'll spend way more in your shop if they have to swipe this card in your little shit. Oh, I'm sure. Instead of actually pull dollar bills out of their yeah. pockets, people and they'll be able to buy bigger ticket items. There's been many psychological fucking researches on this. When you have to spend money, it creates physical pain mm -hmm. because Wha you know. Why you do you think they use uh, little plastic chips for, for gambling? It's the same thing. When you're spending little plastic chips instead of money, you don't feel the literal pain of the thing. Yeah. I can't believe how many people I walk into the damn store. I don't care if it's a corner store or a grocery store or whatever. And 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 I got to wait five minutes for them to get done with their fucking lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come on, Major. You and I are both... Uh, old enough to remember like i bumped into one recently too i went to the grocery store i only had a, a few things in my basket of items and i get behind this little she only had a few things too but it's a little old gray-haired lady and she's got Usually her fucking checkbook if they're polite i i understand that i've yeah. been through that too yeah, but I mean, uh i i don't i i just don't understand this whole damn precept I remember when they first came out with them scratch-off tickets, yep. and they were promoting them, saying, "Oh, we're going to take all this money, and we're going to support the schools, and <laughs> rally out there. It's all going to be a good thing, right?" So uh, it's like I think that dollar it's all horseshit. I think they had dollar and five dollars scratch-offs back then, mm -hmm. and I bought a dollar once, and I won five dollars, and I says, "Well." That's it for me. I'm ahead of the game. I didn't <laughs> Quitting while I'm ahead. <laughs> you know, if uh, if a uh, if a financial organization can post like 500 percent returns, like that's unheard of. They're obviously cheating. But you, my friend, legit won that game. Like, uh, let's just talk about quantitative easing for a moment, because 
I mean, this is sort of where all the baffling of the numbers seems to come from, mm -hmm. uh, at least as I understood it. Like, once I figured out what quantitative easing was, like, all yeah, of a exactly. sudden, it was an epiphany. Exactly. They called it new math. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I missed the I first half of that? Major? What'd you say you there? Remember? Anyway. I said, do you remember when we were kids, they called it new math. They did, yeah. yeah. Where it didn't matter whether or not you got the answer right. It's just that you understood how the problem got solved. Ah. Uh, oh, it's so much worse than that now. <laughs> I'm glad, you know, that went away largely, I think, because of calculators. Mm. <laughs> once oh, once people didn't have to actually remember how to do math, so, right? So along the same lines of, like, I am no longer trying to get the the government to be responsible with money and not spend it like they do in the same way that, that like i mean if if you are complaining about your kid that is in school and the bullshit that they're doing there i have no fucking sympathy Get your kid out of the torture chamber, you insane prick. Well, they just don't know. They do. Know they if don't. they're bitching about this, then they get it. The schools are terrible. So get them out. No, they're bitching about it because they want the schools to be better. Well, fucking Which get is, off your ass they don't and understand. raise your kids. They don't understand why it will never be better. If it was going to get better, it would be better already. You know, if I'd never heard this from libertarians, I'd say that was the case. But they're the ones I hear this from. Mm. Major? Most people in this country don't own their own property. They can't have a dog, right? I mean, most parents, are, just to survive, are working two jobs and... uh Unfortunately, the public babysitter, which is the damn school system, I, I I don't know how to how to curtail it and get away from it because if you ain't got enough yard to plant a freaking garden, how are you going to get away, you know, with uh, a place for your children to run free range? All right. Well, let me let me uh, let me answer your question with a question. So let's say you can't afford an apartment, but you you really need to live in this city. Well, well, what do you do? Well, you go half on an apartment with someone else. Right. So it's the same thing. And what do you do with your kid when you can't afford a, a babysitter all the time? And it's like, yeah, of course, no one can afford a babysitter all the time. But there's a bunch of people that have the exact same need as you. So you create a rotation with your kids. So that, well, you know, depending on how many kids there are, it's, it will determine how many people you need to watch them. But you, you have the kids watched we, we, not by everyone all the time, but by... We've gotten away from the way this country used to live. There were many generations. The grandparents would take care of the children. And uh, it's... I, 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 I don't know how to explain it. You know, the, 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 the kids leaving the farm for the city and the jobs and the glit and the glee and whatnot, but it's all taken a very serious toll on the children that we are now raising. Well, I we can still learn the lessons of the past, though, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's possible. It's not going to come very quickly, apparently. It's not probable, I'll tell you that. Uh, it, yeah, it might not be probable. I don't know. 
but hum- humans have the capacity to learn from the past, right? They just don't, it's got to be a focused effort, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for freedom, right? Right now, the majority of people who live in the United States of America, uh, they'll say, oh yeah, I want freedom, but they won't act it. Right, so you gotta you gotta start looking at what, how, judging people by their actions more than their words at this point. Yeah, because there there are certain people who really do want freedom, and I know a bunch of them, and I'm glad, I'm happy to know them. Uh, but people who don't want freedom, then like, you know, I don't know what to do to convince them, right? Other than point them to the information and let them go about their lives, right? Uh, they they have a right to live. Right? I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm a non-aggression principle subscriber, so I'm not going to get in the way. But if we have a, you know, some sort of a conversation, hopefully, like the ideas of freedom can come up and, you know, see where they're at, you know, or see where I'm at. For that. Like, I've met people who are far more like educated on like philosophy and than I could ever be. And I'm just like, damn, respect, you know. So I don't know. I had a point. I don't know. I was just thinking about how. Uh, a big part of why the, uh, of how they pull off this political bullshit is the promise that you're going to be in charge next time. <laughs> oh, I remember quantitative easing. That's where oh, I started. Oh yeah, yeah. Quantitative so easing. So quantitative easing quantitative is where they easing. take a quantity no. and they ease it right up your asshole, and they don't usually lube it up much. Uh, and then, and then I then next uh, looked at uh, fractional reserve banking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one was like, bam, oh my gosh, it all makes sense now. Like, wow, it's literal dark sorcery. You are summoning from nothing something that kills everyone a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, fractional reserve. As soon as, like, you know what that term means. Like, if you have not outright rejected this information, then you're on to the scam. And at that point, you're either going to be a part of it or you got to be against it. It's exactly like this. Uh, The government vicariously then has two money printers <laughs> hmm. one of them is the federal reserve hmm. the other one is quantitative ease or a fractional reserve banking ah right so here's a, okay so yes but no there's three and like the war that's happening right now between the european central bank and the american central What's bank the third one the third one is the 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 euro dollar market so there's all these offshore companies that they don't get to print their own dollars, but they get to create loans that are denominated in, in dollars, that, right. which is they get to print their own dollars. Wow. I hadn't even thought of the yeah. international ability to print USD. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's and, fucking ugly. And, and they, they just sort of kept the old title when it like moved most of its business over to Asia. But uh, they still call it the euro dollar market. Yeah, I guess I still had that, that statist mindset of like currency is regulated or relegated to whatever the imaginary borders of said country are, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like it used to be uh, the, the Deutschmarks in German and the, what did France have? The franc, mm-hmm. right? Or something like that, right? Uh, England had the pound, of course, and, you know, the U.S. had the dollar, right? So the, yeah. and I had just always assumed that they kept to their own playgrounds. Right. 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 But no, you, you bring up an excellent point, and that is that these other banks outside of the United States of America have been given permission to give loans in the dollar, thereby printing money out of nothing, printing more dollars out of nothing. Yeah. And that is a big part of why we have the like the fastest increase in the the uh, the rate 
like the base rate on all the loans that we've ever had yeah. is because there's this fight where like uh, Powell is saying, oh, you want to cut the corporations out of the money printing scam? Okay, I'm going to bring your entire fucking market right back home. You won't get to print dollars anymore because all of your currency that you're using to back all of this, you're going to have to increase your rate to keep up with our shit. Mm. So it's going to hurt you more than it hurts me. Major, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Let's go to this caller, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? It's... Oh, hi, it's Rob. Hey, Rob. I was just trying to call in and say hello. I had a idea I was going to run by you guys, see what you thought. Okay, well, you're on the show, so go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm calling from South Dakota, and I can give you as much information as you want. And the idea I had that I bounced off of a radio talk show in New York last night was, you know, this concept of we can't change the dogs we have in Congress, but maybe we can force them to do what we want them to do on some things. And the issue is the continuing resolution. And they have the omnibus and now the minibus spending. So they pack all this garbage in there and then it never comes out for vote. And then they just mass, you know, vote the whole thing. So my thinking was to force them to make that be broken up so that it would be kind of like a line item. Oh, good fucking luck with that, dude. I mean, mean, you're you're literally, (laughs) you're literally asking a thief to turn on the light. Like like I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with what, what, you know, your, your idea, but like getting it, forcing government to do well, anything that you want them to do is, I mean, I can't do it. I have a couple of mechanisms. Like, no, no. The idea that we can get those dogs in Congress to do what we want is a pleasant fiction. Mm -hmm. That serves their purposes. Let, let, let him say his piece. I though. agree. Let him say his piece. I agree. Sorry. Well, I, here's the idea. No, it's okay. I'm. I've worked with some families that want to bring premeditated murder charges against the entire living Congress and everybody. I know this sounds outrageous and dumb, but not to me. No, I've heard it several times from many different people. No, they're, they're guilty. So. I mean, weirdly enough, not the entirety of Congress, but uh, yeah. almost. Yeah. I mean, you can make well, an accurate argument that the you know anyone involved in the institution known as government is guilty of some sort of violation of human rights. Yeah. Right, and there's exactly there's you know crimes against humanity. There's all these different things, and specifically what I'm talking about here is uh, illegal deployments. And that comes up in the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization. Yeah, and anyone who signed yeah. that is a mass murderer. Absolutely. We're on the same page. <laughs> that's how I feel. Uh, and I did a little surname distribution map check on four of my surnames. And, you know, most people have four of them. Some don't, but most mm. people do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I found out, oh, hey, they're killing my family over here in this particular area and then you know these forces are conscripted drug out of their homes at gunpoint on both sides you know the ukraine and the subjects of russia so and it shouldn't matter that i'm related to them you know i mean we should have no no, i mean no that's but i mean yes and no not everything that sucks can be important to me 
I mean, but you at the same time, like, if you does find that make out, it right or yeah. any or any more right? No. It, like, if you find out that it's happened to someone you know that's related to you, or, or that you know really well, whether they're blood family or not, right? That brings it home to you, right? Yeah. That knowledge really yeah, makes you sit up and pay attention. There you go. Yeah, and I right. mean that's that's the logic and the and the feeling of it, right? Like you can mm-hmm. only you can only care about a finite amount, but there right. is way more that is worth caring about than you have care to give. Right. Yeah, right. many many people don't really sort of come out of statism or at least come to the conclusion that government sucks until they're attacked by mm-hmm. it. Mm. Right until the, you know they didn't pay the right. right fee or they didn't check the right box on a form or you know something or right. they you know did you know too many miles per hour over the recommended or suggested speed. You know, um, You're right on there. Yeah, that's personal. Yeah. Well, and and weirdly enough, it's that very thing that was how they uh, disarmed the anti-war movement of the '60s. So mm-hmm. we can only care about so much even though mm-hmm. other things are worth caring about. So when right. they start splitting our focus, well, wait a second, doesn't racism suck? Yeah, racism also sucks. Okay, racism right. and war. Well, wait a second, how about sexism? Okay, racism, sexism, and war. We're against... The, and, and and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You split the focus so much yep. that no one thing right. gets enough attention for us to really figure the shit out that war right. is just the thing, is the health of the state. It's literally what makes a government a government. They're they're constantly fending off the uh, their victims in a way is the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and here's something that I I very rarely hear from from like mainstream Republicans is, mm-hmm. hey, in the Constitution it said you're not supposed to have an army. Mm-hmm. Like it was That's real thing, specific. Yeah. You can authorize it for one year. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Now, and do now you think they put into, that in there know. so that you can have a perpetual army? <laughs> uh, fucking maybe not. Mm-hmm. Right. Constant invasion force is what I see. You know, that they're is, going around the world and it, that, that is what ha- That is all you have when you are a peaceful nation with an army. It It mm-hmm. is. The, the United States of America's military is the largest empire planet Earth has ever seen. Yeah. Right. Like, and then you look at consumers driving production and they're demanding ever lower prices nobody can compete with so now you've got the belt and road initiative slave labor factory farm situation right here in america you know what 60 70 percent beef pork poultry production already transferred to this yeah beast i call it a slave labor beast i believe this is the actual beast I'm sorry, I, uh, I didn't. I didn't follow that. What? Uh, hold on. What? What was the transfer? Oh, I'm talking too fast. The Belt and Road Initiative. No, I got you there. Are you aware of that? Okay. How, what I was the transfer that, of all of our meat? Uh, it's the production uh, of meat has been transferred. Right. Like the, the U.S. now eats. Uh, what's the percentages? How much meat from overseas? It's well. This is the number I've been kicking around. It's sure. roughly sixty to seventy percent of beef pork and poultry production, which means, wow. well, you can look up the the uh, farm. We have it here in South Dakota with these, uh, you know, that's part of what's driving some of these uh, visas, and that's another issue before Congress, and that's such a mess, you know, you can't even navigate yeah. it. But they're going to make it happen regardless because mm. they've already sold this land in our state. Well, I'll tell states. you one thing that they are getting out of that. Like, that has... 
has got to be keeping Texas quite poor. Because that used to be like absolute cattle country. And now you have Mm -hmm. uh, conservatives and more importantly, libertarians that are moving to Texas. Mm -hmm. So it definitely helps them to move as much of that out of this country Mm -hmm. as possible. Yeah. And then also government is still on the federal level and some states are paying farmers not to grow certain things or not to raise certain animals. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that about? Well, incentivizing uh, following your fields is the excuse, but mm-hmm. so yeah. Right. Well, more and I'm not aware of the Texan situation so much as the Kansas situation because of the railroad. I have friends in that, and so then I became aware of the sale of the railroad spur lines around Kansas City, and that was directly involved in bringing all the cattle in because the old days they would do major cattle drives up to Kansas and slaughter them, and then do uh, distribution, and that was kind of the birth of the old refrigerated train car because they realized they couldn't ship these carcasses without them getting full of blowflies, you know? Right. So uh, it just, you know, is so mind-numbing. You just think, how in the world can you begin to fight this when it's already been transferred and sold to Chinese front companies out of Canada and elsewhere? Oh, well, you you follow the Buckminster uh, Fuller method. The way I'm that you fight, aware. oh well, you you just make the paradigm obsolete. Yeah, you you never mm. you never fight the existing thing. Instead, I'm mm. paraphrasing Buckminster here. Uh, you never fight mm. the existing thing. Instead, build a better solution. Build a way around it. Yeah, yeah mm. you just make it irrelevant. Yeah, and and that's absolutely going to happen. I mean, I I get why that mm. that could cause you some worry, but like the fact that we're finally getting the money fixed is going to repair the 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 structure of uh, of our supply lines for everything and 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 it's going to make them not only more effective but more robust because the the universality of that networking tool means that it will be easier than it could have been imaginable before to to route around anything that's slowing it down because the the same language will be spoken in everywhere in the world on a value level. So wherever it is easiest, they will be able to immediately communicate with lower prices that, hey, we mm-hmm. found a better mousetrap for how to produce food. Mm-hmm. So uh, when that is local, it'll be local. And when it's foreign, it'll be foreign. It's one of the things I do right. like about New Hampshire is that there are plenty of Small farms, right, who do humane raised, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Local people right. growing local stuff. Everybody's got, not everybody, but, like, there's so many roadside stands in this state where people are selling whatever they grew. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's chickens in so many yards, man, that I'm just like, this is great. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you one short story? Just cut me off when you got to go. I mean, it's cool. I can't believe that we're on the same page. This is really <laughs> encouraging to me. So, <laughs> Go ahead, man. Uh, can I say a name of a senator or not really? Yeah, say what you want. This man. is an uncensored show, so you can cuss, you okay. can, you know, whatever. Okay, here's what happened. You can look this up while I'm talking. New York Times, uh, lobbyist turns senator but twists same arms. About 2006, I recall. What, what was the headline? It was a lobbyist 
Lobbyist turned senator, but twists same yep. arms. Well, Correct. yeah, I mean, of course, of course. Like, <laughs> Sorry, the, I didn't get the, that. The, so yeah, that, no, the the lobbyist to, to like, yeah, no, it's it's all one swamp between the the right. large corporations, the lobbyists, and the the uh, corporate stooges that are feeding them. So tell us your story. Right. So what happened was my grandfather had uh, selected because he could read a fifth grade level German book on geography mm-hmm. in the southeast area of the Black Hills. There's massive oil and gas reserves there. Mm. And, you know, the Bakken formation in North Dakota comes down and it doesn't know what a border is. So it, it, it continues into northern part of South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And then from Nebraska is the Niobrara formation that continues into Fall River County where I was born. Okay. So. What happened was they got this idea, hey, we're going to make a spur line railroad and we're going to compete with BNSF. So Canadian Pacific came in and bought a little tiny railroad called Dakota D. I can't even think of what it is. But anyway, they bought this little spur line. They used that as their battering ram coming in and threatening us. They came over and threatened me right to my face. How so? (laughs) I guess shaking with rage just talking about trying to calm myself down what, so did what they say happened to you? is well the former uh, attorney general of south dakota his name was uh schaefer kevin schaefer he came over and made the offer he was appointed by george w bush so that tells you a little bit about why he was up here mm-hmm. they came over and they were threatening me because the families, there was three daughters, and unfortunately there was no sons born. And I was the grandson. My grandfather asked me to meet with these guys. And I was like, will you please hire an attorney? I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I was in my right. 30s, you know. Yeah. I have no experience dealing with people like this. And uh, Who does, man? Yeah. Well, I didn't. Right. I just was trying to keep my cool and listen. And then I finally figured out they weren't actually after the land for the railroad. They were using the railroad as a mechanism to try to get our minerals. Mm. They were after the rare earth. We have industrial diamonds in the sand. We have all the stuff because, you know, all that crap was just blowing out of the Black Hills back when that was formed. Right, yeah. And it's everywhere. It's like alluvial. You know, there's metals in the sand. It's crazy. Yeah, there's uh, there's still unfound gold out there and all that kind of shit. Wow. Yep. And Grandpa told me, because he was an old German, he wouldn't talk to the girls about any of the business stuff, He, you know. And he didn't tell the sons-in-laws either. So this really created quite a situation. When I started blurting all this stuff out, they just Mm. thought I was effing nuts, you know. Yeah. But Grandpa called in a well driller, and they hit natural gas at 400 feet. <laughs> because is, because you knew they were after something. Right, and they were on a dome. So anyway, and to this day, it's never been developed. Hmm. Yeah. So I finally told the three daughters. I just pleaded with them. I was like, I know you think I'm nuts, but would you please? It won't cost you a thing. Will you please just go get your mineral rights in your name? You don't have to get an attorney have the land paid for you just go in you ask for them pay a 20 dollar fee or something yep. and that's it yep. they finally did it took me like three years okay oh, and i was like just sweating bullets that whole time you know <laughs> like guys because <laughs> you're about to get this shit stolen <laughs> yeah right 
And so here's what Kevin Schaefer said right to my face in front of my grandparents, and none of the other family would show up. I was like, well, somebody else come here and back me up here and just at least verify what's going on. Anyway, long story short, they were threatening to take the minerals. They demanded to sign them over, and uh, I was like trying to bump them a little bit. You know, they were saying, well, we want, you know, so many metric tons of sand. I was like, will you give us at least $20, a, you know, a ton? And they were like, nope. And then finally he came back and said, we'll give you 86000 I was like, well, what about the oil and gas? Can we keep that? Yeah. He's like, nope. You have to sign it all over, and we're not giving you anything for that. We don't know if it's there or not, and you don't either. I was like, I didn't want to reveal what I knew sure. because I didn't know it was there. So then I was like, we're not doing that. We're not negotiating that. And he's like, well, this is flat out what he said. We are going to press eminent domain, and we'll take the whole thing. And then I was like wow, I think I'm just dealing with Satan reincarnated right here on this earth, you know? Yep. Yeah. Because he was so bold and arrogant about it, and he was getting all red and everything when I was, like, you know, trying to talk civil. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, that's how that led to the railroad thing, and I started realizing, oh, they're trying to pick up all these little farms, and then they're trying to set up these processors in other parts of the state. And with the EB-5 visa, I don't know if you heard about that, stink years ago with uh, Harry Reid, I believe it was, in Nevada. No. He and John Soon and Mike Round set up this EB-5 uh, beef factory, and you can look that up, and it resulted in the murder of Richard Benda. He was shot in the head with a rifle during pheasant season, and then they called it a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's... So dirty, you just wouldn't even believe you've, it. So yeah, you've been attacked oh, by the state. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, uh, and and this is a a horrible, but you know, accurate representation of what happens to people when mm -hmm. they take on statecraft as their profession. Uh, they mm -hmm. they can't help but become evil because right. the the state is based on force and coercion. That's right. the only tool it has. Right, and they've taken the judicial system and the attorney general himself, and then they've weaponized that against us. So it's like, where do we go for representation? Yeah, you know, back in the day, if you had land, you had representation. Well, fuck that. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Well, and well, like my my problem with representation is, um, why can't I represent myself? Right, and that's essentially kind of what I did. But eventually, <laughs> the landowners got together and they stopped it. But man, it was nerve wracking. I'll bet. I thought we were going to lose everything. Well, so so here's one of the like things that I think of for for scale, for perspective on the thing. Like, imagine mm. if you suddenly had the power to wield some part of nature, like the mm -hmm. tide or the wind or 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 the doves or the the locusts mm. or whatever, right? Lightning like, storm. Yeah. Right, right. Like it just. Pick a thing and like imagine like how easy it would be for that to really go to your head mm -hmm. and like to twist you into something right. terrifying. Okay, now yep. imagine if instead of one of those things, it's actually like the most powerful source of creativity that there is in the universe mm -hmm. and like the, the greatest concentration of tappable intelligence that we know of. And that's what you're commanding. Yeah, right. they can't really stay good. All agencies, right? Like, 
like power corrupts and that is a stupid amount of power yeah and here he is sitting on the house intelligence and armed services you know it's like these guys are like mini gods you know yeah yeah they certainly act like it they have all the pageantry they are worshipped and served right right they got robes and shit I'm surprised they're not fucking right. wearing wigs, right? I'm surprised that that wasn't adopted, you know, more heavily uh, as time went on, that they're not still, like, you right. know, fully. I mean, although it is, like, anytime you see, uh, you know, like a presidential address on television mm-hmm. or even like a local one, like before that event even happens, before it's even televised, it's a Hollywood production. Those guys are in makeup and wardrobe oh, yeah. and they're rehearsing oh, their sure. talking points and they've got fucking teleprompters. Oh, yeah. Like if you can't yep. say what you got to say without a fucking teleprompter, go fuck yourself. Yeah. The, right. the one, the, the one that always sticks out to me is the, the funerary uh, worship of John McCain. Cause mm-hmm. like that yeah. shit went on for days and there oh, was yeah. like parades and shit. It was like, what? Wow. And people yeah. that you thought might have a, a human bone in their body were talking about what a great loss we had experienced from the loss of that warmongering monster. <laughs> yeah. Right. Highly vetted freedom fighters, my ass, you know. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They ended up converting ideological plans into just another name of 3,000 various, you know, terrorist forces of that whole area. It was just unbelievable. Well, I really appreciate you guys listening. I feel better. Hey, thanks for the <laughs> call, brother. Hey, man, ha- happy to happy to uh, reinforce the sanity. Have a good well, night. Well, I'm just going to tell you this one other thing right, go ahead. that could be a tool that leverage this open, and I don't know what you think about it, but these Gold Star parents are just sick with grief because there's the ones that already lost a loved one because of an illegal deployment. Because our law, you know, like uh, material support law, let's see, what is that, 18 U.S.C. 2339 A and B. It's very specific. If you give weapons or support to this particular terrorist ideology, then it's automatic five years in prison. It could be death penalty. And then there's the U.S. Arms Export Control Act. Yep. And all that stuff is just there for lipstick you know i mean it doesn't mean one damn thing to these people because they'll just issue a waiver against it whenever they feel like it yeah when they want to do it but like but they'll turn that and use it against you too exactly like if we want to have like a pistol with a stock oh no no (laughs) Uh, i mean it's funny like like i keep being able to prove that various presidents are aiding and abetting declared enemies of america and some fucking how, they aren't tried for treason. Yeah. How did, exactly. What did, how, huh, huh, oh. And and whenever somebody <laughs> uh, somebody in government, uh, there was someone recently uh, brought it up again, and, and my response was, they're, you're talking about taking guns away. Like, nobody needs a gun, right? You don't need to arm yourself, whatever. And I'm like, mm. okay, well then show us how it's done and have government put all of their weapons down. Show us how it's done. Yeah. Because if you can't lead by example, shut the fuck up. Right. Right. And that well, these re- moms have. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that really shows the difference of what they want and what we need. What we need mm-hmm. is for each individual to protect themselves. Yeah. What they want right. is a set of people under their command to decide who does and does not get protected. Right. 
yeah, it's it's so much, and you know, most people just can't handle this kind of conversation. So then they zone out, go back to their NASCAR man, and their Sudoku what, and their crossword puzzle. Man, what blows my fucking mind is how so many people that should know better will argue that the government is actually what's defending our property rights. <laughs> Well, I'm being sarcastic, but don't you know, they know best, you know, and we're just supposed to just go along with it because we could not possibly have any foreign policy insight on any other shit. You know what I mean? That's their attitude. <laughs> there we go. Hey, uh, thanks for the call, man. Call us back again. Uh, it, we won't be here. This right. is a, an announcement. We won't be here next week for Beard Talk Live, okay. but we will be the week after. So give us a call back in two weeks. Thanks. Uh, we're coming up. On the time for the breakage, should we just do that now? Mm, yeah. All right, let's do that now. I've got something uh, in store here for some breakage music. All uh, right. I stumbled upon these guys. Get your head off that bus. As 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 most of you know, uh, I've recently put out uh, an EP, and uh, that uh, has led me to uh, you know explore some other new bands on the platform that I'm on, which is Bandcamp. Nice. So uh, you can find, over at CaptainKickass.com, you can find a link to my EP, and there's a video about uh, the USB card and some other stuff over there. Uh, feel free to explore that. But I discovered uh, this band. I have no idea who they are. They're a punk rock band. They're called Wrecked, with a W, W-R-E-C-K-E-D. They have a effort here that, uh, you know, my first pass, I was like, yeah, I kind of kind of like that, so I'm just going to play them for you here.
for the lack of fade out there. I don't know what, what came over me. I don't either. But uh, we're returning to the show. But uh, I suppose jarring me is pretty punk rock. So, yeah, Oh, I think I bumped a camera. Well, look what I've done. I've done a thing. Well, whatever. Well, you right. know how many punks it takes to screw in a light bulb, don't you? Uh, no. Well, one to screw in the light bulb, one to kick the chair out from under him, uh, one to say how punk rock it was, and one to say it wasn't old school. So four. Oh, four. Wow. I like the number four. Uh, you know, four and seven are my favorite numbers, and this is 47, so. Huh. Ten more than 37. It is. So, all right. Uh, things look like they should. 603-283-6160 is the number... If you'd like to join us, we're going to do uh, a bit of an experiment here. Mm-hmm. See if I see if see if I learned if I got learned or not. Ooh. Yeah, I might have been had. I might. Hmm, I'm trying to remember how to say learned something, but mm-hmm. like you know, inappropriately, like in poor learned English. something. Yeah, you know, it done learned me a thing. You know, but That'll there's other learn ya. other ways to say that though. There too. Anyway. Does it smart? Anyway, all right, so all right, this, uh, Chad, are you there? Calling all Hello? Chads. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hey, this is Chad. Oh, hey, Chad. All right, cool. So it's just stay right there for just a minute. I'm going to see if okay. I if I learned how to do a thing or not. Okay, are you still there, Chad? I am. All right, now, hang on. We're going to do this. Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Uh, Skeeter. All right, so Skeeter, I've got you on conference call with Chad, and uh, I think Chad wants to have a discussion with you. Okay. Go ahead, Chad. I'm getting yeah. a lot of feedback. That's just say? how it works. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, no, I I want to understand Skeeter's philosophy. I don't I don't get it. I don't think he's fully explained it. Uh, evolutionary utilitarianism is a new concept to me <laughs> and uh he usually tries to ask questions but i'm asking him 
in a concise way, what is evolutionary utilitarianism? Uh, so I wanted to put it in a short way. It's um, uh, so first I look at like morality and human action, right? And everything we have, you know, motion, rational thought, everything was given to us by evolution. And it doesn't make sense to think that morality is, morality is any different. Morality, what evolution gave us in order to try to detect what it wants us to do. And it wants us to do its objective, which is create the perfect evolutionary being. I know it sounds kind of supernatural, but... Well, it sounds like, religious like is precisely what it sounds. Yeah, uh, I, any 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 kind of perfection uh, is basically uh, a thing that's sort of um, above us. Let him finish defining. Above us, Skeeter. Fin yeah, finish. Yeah, figuratively speaking. Yeah, just finish finish the definition for us. The definition. Oh, yeah. yeah so sorry, sorry to interrupt. Uh, utili uh, evolutionary utilitarianism. Define that for us. Uh, it's just you align your morality with what evolution's objective is, which is create the perfect evolutionary being, right? So uh, you can see that, you know, even in... So evolution doesn't want us to reproduce, right? Not not in 100% fidelity, like uh, it wants us to... Oh, you mean clone? Yeah. Like well, it doesn't want us to personifying, clone. You're personifying evolution a lot. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter if I personify it or anthropomorphize it or whatever. It, it just is, right? It's a mechanism. Okay, and but I know. If, well, but if you're if you're personifying it to that extent, saying it wants to do this, how are you defining what it wants to do? I look at I look at uh, the progress over time. What it's doing, right? It's making us smarter. It's making all all biological creatures smarter. It's it's selecting for is better it? ideas or technology. I don't agree with that. I don't definitely don't agree with that. How can you say that evolution is always leading all creatures to be smarter? That doesn't seem to add up. You don't I mean, agree with what that. about what about earthworms? I mean, they've been around for a very long time and they don't appear to be getting smarter. Uh, how do you well, know? Well, they make a lot of things smarter though. Well, exactly. Exactly. Like how the, do you the worm... how do you know? Well, you well hold on, hold on. Them? Hold on. So the worm does make other things smarter though by what it does with the soil. It lets all of these things grow that do create intelligence. Well, how do you say it's making things smarter, though? Evolution doesn't necessarily lead to people or in, uh, organisms being smarter. I mean, 99.9% .9 of all organisms that have ever existed are currently extinct. And there have been varying levels of intelligence, including down to today, where we have the earthworm. So, you know, the biological mechanism of evolution is, is pretty messy, right? It first has to just guess at a, it just guesses at a different combination, and then evolution comes in and uh, works its selection process. What do you mean it guesses? Like uh, the mutation process, like uh, the evolution, like biological evolution is, is uh, just guessing, right? So when we mix our gene, well, we randomly kind of guess? like, uh, like mutations, for instance. So like radiation, it's a random mutation. So random it's totally random. Yeah. What's that? Okay. It's no, totally not, not, random. Not, well, I'm talking about like uh, radiation in this instance. Radiation when it messes up like a DNA, it could uh, it could benefit us or most likely it's gonna you know hurt us. But 
uh, there's some chance and uh, that it could benefit us. Like it could make us, you know, like let's say radiation, like damages some DNA that causes us to be smarter, which is a small, you know, an unlikelihood, but it will happen. Extremely, extremely unlikely because you need a lot of mutations to build up to any kind of uh, progress, right? Well, and there's also the problem that uh, mutation can only change one thing at a time. Right. If it's if it's random. Not necessarily. I mean. Well, no, a a random mutation would be one thing at a time. No, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, one protein fold, not even just. No. Sorry. Oh, I, I, that, well, that's that's not the, necessarily the case. You mess up DNA enough, you're gonna mess up uh, code for that code for a lot of things. Right. Just but how do you have gain of function? How do you have gain of function from random mutation? Because you need for one protein fold doesn't do anything really. You need many, many, many protein folds to have any effect whatsoever. I just can't believe I'm arguing that you're you're saying that evolution isn't making being smarter over time. I just can't believe well, I'm arguing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually on your side on this one. I actually think that there's a a, a negentropy or a, an extropy, if you will that uh, is uh, a, a force that moves in the opposite direction from entropy, and that is the direction of intelligence. So, uh, it, Hang on, Skeeter, i got to tell you, there's a lot of noise coming from your phone. I don't know if you're on speaker or something. If you could be on, on not on speaker, maybe that'll clear it up. I don't know. How about this? That's way oh, better. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank better. you so much. Yes. All right, go ahead. Maybe I was I'm going sorry. away from the phone, too. I know. Yeah, but I, I can't believe I'm just arguing no, this. I mean, there's no way to say that. Just, no, you have to no, argue you that. You have to argue no, evolution. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I from, can't no, believe that you're arguing that it makes things smarter, and yet it is only random chance that does it. Like you, you think okay, that intelligence so, comes from a non-intelligent source? Uh, yeah, of course. What you don't believe in evolution? You don't believe how? Oh no, I absolutely believe in evolution. And I think okay, that there's so an intelligence to, like, the the background of reality, if you will, like the, the nature of the laws of yeah. physics has an intelligence yeah. to it that imparts well, intelligence on the forms of what exists. I'm not sure exactly what that means. But... Okay, so, like, uh, well, uh, the, the, fact that, the fact that we, we that reproduce random, right? life is, is in uh, a different direction than just the dissipation of energy. What? The very what thing you that you're about? talking about with with it creating intelligence is that yeah. process. It's that okay. process where instead well, of just going with everything dissipating, we collect it doesn't coherence. It create intelligence. <laughs> it just doesn't. No, I mean, there's, you're, lo you're looking, there's no way you're looking you can at say short, that. You're looking at short run. I'm talking about you know over time. No, I'm looking at back. long run. You, you step back. So, for instance, you step back. You, you step back. You look at like governments, for example. If you look at the line, you'll look at you'll look at the line of governments getting freer and freer, right? And it's well, in my in I my disagree in, uh, with that. <laughs> you're kidding me, right? Well, we, that we is up for debate. Freer? That is up for debate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I look at where we are now. We're well, experimenting there... currently with a demo, uh, a democratic system that's like what like at least 50% free and 50% government spending or something probably well, less because of unfunded liabilities. But well, they are I mean, taxing it's, it's in ways that have never been possible before. So it's pretty hard to compare apples that? to oranges like that. 
And the, the technology I mean, that they're suppressing is greater than that's ever been before. No, you know what it is, Peakless? It's that government now wants to get people to acquiesce without the use of violence. That's the ultimate goal. Of That's how you make it cheaper. Yeah. So let's just it, look. Let's take a step propaganda. back and look. Yeah. Let's, let's take a step back and look at a million years ago, right? The state of being, the the state of uh, biological sure. beings. You're saying there wasn't a, a remarkable, a remarkable improvement from that point up until this point. And you don't think that's going to happen a billion years from now, especially with uh, things I'm like I'm saying AI. the improvements and, you know, haven't been in government. Anatomically modern humans are far older than a million years. And there's a lot of evidence to support that. No, I'm just I saying, think... take a step back with a million years and look at the state of, of the biological creatures. You you don't don't know what okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to stop you guys the there. Guys, guys. Creature has gone up. Don't make guys, me pull no. this show over. Guys. Once we're talking about like a million years, everything that I have ever found says that no two goddamn scientists can agree with each other about any of that shit. So yeah. like I gotta say mists of time on that one. Let's get well, let's keep our well, conversation to to the ideas here. So at yeah, any yeah, rate, I'm not gonna argue at I'm not gonna entertain point. the argument that evolution isn't isn't uh selecting things to improve things. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue against that. I think that's well. Uh, maybe we can at another time, but I think you should argue it because saying you're not gonna argue something is not very helpful. And I, I think, think there's, there's a, much, a lot of much, merit. There's to too this. much evidence in my favor. I, I I really think you should concede that. I'm, well, I'm then, not gonna argue. Well, I'm not gonna argue. Well, I'm not even gonna. We can that. present it. Well, if you have evidence, <laughs> why would you not argue it then? <laughs> you should be able to <laughs> win easily. Because it's dumb. But uh, we should, evolution we should doesn't select randomly. It selects for better. It selects for better traits. Right. No, all the time. Mutations right. happen randomly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then whether the or not they work. Also true. Yes. The selection process does isn't random. The mutation it, process is. Ah, I think I think you're mistaken there, and I'll I'll tell you the exact uh, principle that it's analogous to is like I'm when you, when you have, hold on hold on when you have to, when you have a tuning fork right. You can get yeah. uh, something that resonates. So you can get a, a pattern to emerge in a thing. So like if you play a, a, a sound on a plate, you can get sand to uh, form shapes because you, you get that, that kind of emerging pattern. Now, if you have this uh, steady beat of random mutation, at some point you're going to get some resonance. So you're going to tap into that intelligent yeah, part of reality. Yeah, but over what period of time? I'm lost. Over what period I'm of time? Because modern science... Modern science says that the Earth is approximately 4 billion years old and the universe is approximately 14 billion years old. So if you were to add up random mutation, yes, if you have an infinite amount of time, but that's not what <laughs> modern science says. Modern science says that the universe has a finite age and 14 billion years is not enough to explain have you, have you ever the seen creative... That evolutionary, um, evolution, that evolutionary pathway, you know, with the Neanderthal... All those states of uh, anthropods or whatever. Denise, have you seen that? Have you seen See, that? What? I mean, I'm familiar with the idea that, of evolution. Yeah, no, have you ever seen the pathway of like uh, uh, the modern human, like uh, our our family like, tree, so to speak? It's completely false. It's completely false. Hmm? But, I'm not going to argue that. I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. If you well, if you believe uh, it's completely not? false, I'm not going. I'm not just going to argue with that. Okay, well, what's your evidence for it? Go take a biology class. I'm not here to debate that. I'm not a biologist. Plus, 
I, I think well, that you're is, not here uh, to talk. What do you mean you're not here to it's debate stupid. that? I'm not, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue what evolution selecting for. It's humans are for better modern, over and over again. Anatomically modern humans are far older than science gives them credit for. Far, far older. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a right. lot of evidence. For that. I'm, I'm stepping in here. Skeeter, Skeeter thanks, man. Uh, Chad, are you still there? Yes, I am. All right. You got anything else you want to say? Well, I'm sitting here with Odie, and he wanted to tell you hi. So, <laughs> indeed, yes, hi. hi. What up, Captain Kickass? <laughs> How you doing, Odie? Good. I was listening to the conversation over there, and like, uh, like I don't understand what you guys are trying to say. Like, <laughs> evolution doesn't matter, or you know, is, is that what well, you were saying? I I don't have an opinion on the matter because I am undereducated on all of that. I mean, like the main thing I heard was he said evolution doesn't uh, reproduction does you don't need to reproduce it to uh, mm-hmm. evolution. You know, like it, it goes down to like you know, like we evolved to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, if you evolve and you're smart, then you become smart. Right. And you know, that's mammals. Well, some mammals don't. Like I mean, they do evolve, I guess, right? You know, the or the ones that survive anyway evolve, right? The ones that don't fall off and die. So it yeah. is important. I think human like, beings are. Uh, I don't. I don't. I can't even say that they're the first, but I think they're the only one right now that are uh, that have the capability of self awareness. I don't think the rest of the animal world has that self awareness. Uh, dolphins, like dolphins. Okay. Like I, I think that we can. I but, think that we can definitely. Like hold on, hold on, hold on, one second. I, hold, hold, hold on, on one second, man. Um, I, I do think that we can see like different layers and levels of uh, developing awareness in animals, and it's a lot of the same levels and layers that we see of development in children as they become uh, fully conscious human beings. If if they have the right mind for it, like. Yeah, like yeah, not everyone do does. You yeah. can't do that to an insect because they don't have the mind for that. Mm-hmm. Like for a dolphin, if you were like literally, you know, embedded in his head, it, it, it can. It can rule the sea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hey yeah, I. I actually wanted to say something else about what I was talking about at Free Talk Live earlier, right. which was about uh, Nick Bryant and uh, human trafficking within this country. Yeah, I should have given him a shout out more on there, but he is the most important journalist in the country right now. Uh, he was the author of the Franklin Scandal, Confessions of a DC Madam. He also was the guy who broke Epstein's black book uh, in 2015. And uh, really, everyone needs to check him out because... Uh, if you want to understand what's going on in human trafficking, going and seeing the Hollywood movie about the border and, you know, cross-border human trafficking, that's nothing compared to what's going on right now. I mean, the story of Johnny Gosh and the child trafficking rings in Omaha and Washington, D.C., uh, there's a, a, a ton of documented evidence. And Nick Bryant has the uh, flight logs, uh, the receipts, everything uh, very well documented. So, no, I mean, of course, where do you expect to find worse criminality where they're not getting away with it or where they are getting away with it? And the thing yeah, that's government you, is they get away with it. They do, because if, if it gets down to it and you're really calling them out, they'll kill you. And that's what happened to Gary Caridori, who was their uh, 
he was the private investigator who was investigating the Franklin scandal, and uh, he got blackmail material and ended up dying uh, with it. Uh, and there are uh, corroborating sources for that. And he was he was a very very well respected. A detective who went into private practice and was hired by the Nebraska State Legislature. To how look how into, old is Dick Bryant? Do you know? Uh, he's probably around 60-ish. Okay, all right. Uh, but the Franklin scandal broke in the late 80s. It was late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Nick Bryant didn't get onto it until the early 2000s, but he was a kind of a mainstream journalist writing for Vanity Fair, and uh, he did a lot of scientific uh, writing, too. But once he stumbled into, uh, he accidentally really stumbled into the Franklin scandal, uh, it kind of overtook his life because, I mean, once you see that stuff, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Um, and uh, his books are, are really good, and they really detail what was going on in the, uh, in the Bush administration uh, at the time or, and the Reagan administration when there huge child net, uh, trafficking networks uh, going on. Uh, you know, like I said, you got to read the Franklin scandal, Confessions of the DC Madam. I'll, I'll call back to Free Talk Live and plug it again because it's really important. <laughs> nice. All right, hey Chad, thanks. See you later, OD. Peace, guys. Thanks for the call. Uh, I was trying to, uh, I was trying to remember. Uh, we we need to do something very important. We do need to do something very important. We need to amble. We do. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Shit. Shit. Piss, fuck, fuck cunt, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. All right. I was like, man, something is just off about, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't the, the calls or the guests or anything like that. I'm just like, there's something going on here, man. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm remember what right. it was. We hadn't broken the seal. <laughs> Had not broken the seal. Because when we say fuck the FCC. <laughs> we mean fuck, fuck the, the FCC. FCC. I still can't like I, I it's so unbelievable to just even say the FCC thinks they own air. Well, I mean if you think that nature can be owned then it makes sense, right? So I guess they have to share it with the FAA and I think if, I've said this before. If you think that the kind of a thing that owns things is also the kind of a thing that can be owned, then you are so fucking insane that that is that's actually a step toward consistency (laughs) wow that's bizarre uh but that is the implication if you can own the very air that i breathe yeah right oh oh, best not breathe that air you're ruining the planet by doing that (laughs) we're gonna have to tax you for every breath you take hmm and I don't mean the song by Sting or whatever, the police or whatever that was. So part of the reason that I know that we're in a post-satire society is I bet I can look online and find some article that said we should stop growing beans <laughs> so that there will be fewer farts, so that there will be fewer uh, greenhouse gases. The musical fruit? Yeah. And you know what? There's like a good 50-50 chance that uh, uh, we got stolen from to pay for it Isn't uh, as a grant. Isn't beans and rice like sort of like what got humanity like sort of through? <laughs> Aren't those staple foods? Because uh, like, no. well, yes, because like, you know, no. they, they short, uh, well, grain, 
Right? Well, check this shit out. Rice is new to this like side of the world. Yeah. Now, corn, on the other hand, or maize, yeah. like, no, 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 uh, that, it was the three sisters, uh, squash, I think, was the third. Uh, you, you got some maize, some beans, and some squash, and the the harmony of the chemicals that they create and need uh, in their biological processes, like, perfectly replenish the ground. So you never need to let the land fallow as long as you use the three sisters in the proper use. Yeah, yeah. And it's it creates all of the uh, necessary proteins and all of the uh, uh, carbohydrates that you need to keep going. A successful composting cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, composting is something that a lot of people don't think about until they start thinking about you know freedom or whatever. I'm like, I love the idea of solar power on houses, not mm-hmm. because I love like you know the you know batteries and you gotta you know, there's a little bit of maintenance and you know that kind of a thing, but because I want humanity to be free from paying their fucking electric bill. Yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, especially with the price of electricity, what it what it's become now, it's doubled, uh, and you know, it's probably not gonna come down ever. It's probably only ever going to go up in price. So, uh, well, you know, the I, the more you can free yourself from these things, these you know, some people need to free themselves mentally from from the entrapment of statism, but some people are like actively looking at ways practically to also be free of other systems that are of course also taxed by the government. So like being free of electricity, I think is possible. Not only is it possible, people are already fucking doing it mm. right where, where their electricity is, we'll call it free. They just become their own, well, their own power. Plant. I mean, prepaid, but anything that gets you further from rent Yes. Like, we all know, uh, at least, you know, us who pay attention to weird-ass uh, economic terms, we all know how crappy the idea of rent-seeking is. So the solution, then, is rent-breaking. So they are making you rent electricity. Yeah. And this at least it at least lets you prepay the thing. Yeah. So you kind of own a certain amount of electricity, you give just, or take. You just produce it yourself. That's also exactly. why I like... Uh, uh, you know, in the, in the rural areas, the the places with the the septic systems and the and the well, and that's basically most of New Hampshire, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a there are cities where you're on city water, city sewer, and that kind of a thing, but mm-hmm. uh, there are fewer cities than there are you know acres of rural land, right? New mm-hmm. Hampshire is a largely rural state, uh, and so there's a lot of wells and a lot of septic systems, and that's decentralized, right? Mm-hmm. So if one guy's well. Uh, you know, stops working. Well, there's a neighbor with a well, right? You know, just down the road or, you know, a hundred acres down there, whatever it is, right? It's rural, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes it's a ways, but like that can be fixed. That can be redrilled, right? And you don't have to pay some entity a monthly fee for that if you own the equipment. Yeah. So and know. every time that we can move into owning the pieces of our own life yeah, instead of renting them from someone else, yeah. well... Hey, I've got a, 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 you know, the phrase that um, sort of uh, uh, the left uh, always likes to throw out. It's uh, seize the means of production. Mm. What I've determined that that is a a, a reinterpretable slogan Hmm. and that it also can mean just get some 3D printers. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that is perfect. Right. If you like, just run out, get yourselves some 3D printers, you have indeed seized the means of production. 
you know, if they hadn't abandoned the economic version of that argument, that would have been so fun to watch. Because that was a big part of it is, well, you can't just go have a factory. <laughs> well, <laughs> turns out technology, the advances in technology that we have mean that I literally can just have my own factory if I if that's really what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, well, you can't have your own news station. Well, well I actually, yeah. if you really want to. Yeah. You can't have your own video show. Yeah, sure, you can. You yeah. know, here we are doing a video show. You know, I mean, like these things exist and are happening frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I am uh, more satisfied with uh, regarding uh, the philosophies of freedom, anarchism, libertarianism, voluntarism, whatever word you want to ascribe to your abolitionism uh, luthermania right? i'm an abolitionist you know, i want to abolish the rest of slavery i'm a luthermaniac and i think so are many people who listen so uh but that's what i like is that there's more and more liberty-oriented media like there's so much that i, I don't even know who's doing media anymore you know like yeah you, you, i just assume everyone is <laughs> don't you have a show no oh geez i just right? assumed you had one <laughs> well i mean it's kind of a step up from well here here are the updates of my life no i'll just like here are the updates of my life here's what i'm thinking about here's what's bugging the shit out of me here's what i think is hilarious i'll, I'll just tell you with words so that you can get my intonations and my feelings and how much i give a shit about a particular th- idea and that's the only real way of doing that. What am I going to do? Not capitalize it or capitalize it? <laughs> ah, that'll get you the range of human emotion right there. Uh, it It is fantastic to me, like, how much work goes into people investigating the, the caps versus no caps and the corporation <laughs> thing, you know, that kind of thing. And I I personally love listening to people talk about that now. For some people, it's boring as fuck. So, you know, I limit my talking about it on, on this show. There are other shows that talk about it way better than I could ever do it. But I, I think it's funny because I ignore most of that, right? Mm-hmm. Not because I don't want to delve into it, but because I just don't need to fill out the right paperwork to be a free man. Yep. That's really, like, the That's most it. succinct way that I can put that. Like, like, it shouldn't require me to jump through hoops but- at all. I mean, to be free. And I've totally been there. But from where I'm at now, it's patently absurd. Yeah. Like, if they followed their own rules, they wouldn't have their boot on your neck to begin with. So you don't need to find the way that they follow their rules to take their boot off of your neck. That's that's not how this works. Yeah. But I do still think that uh, we should all just go get a bunch of 3D printers. All right. So, I think I think humanity can 3D print its way out of most of this problem. No? So here's here's something that I learned uh, fucking off into nowhere near civilization and learning from some of the weirdest people in the world is how the corporations really are like organisms and how uh, political parties are consuming the country because they keep eating it. And there's no off switch. I mean, certainly the state is a leech. And and when you see it that way for a second, you realize, hey, 
here's what they eat. They consume our fear. Yep. Uh, they, they consume our anger. You know, I mean, they, that's why this is what they provoke us into. I mean, I provoke my trees in my yard to happily give me apples because mm. I like apples. It's what I eat. And the way I provoke them into that is giving them good stuff, which is awesome. Now, the way they provoke us into, say, being terrified of the terrorists mm. or uh, hating anyone, really, like just, yeah. man, and I fall for that shit. They, they sow the seeds, man. I mean, they I hate Henry seeds. Kissinger, but that's a fucking waste of my time. Yeah. And it feeds them. So... Once you figure that out, then you start going, okay, well, how can I do something else? How can I actually have peace? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's an underrated uh, thing that I don't think a lot of people seek. I am surprised, though, um, at, I guess, the stark contrast. Like, I feel like everybody else uh, is is operating at a different speed now. Like, I don't if, is that age? Is it you know that I've slowed down? Am, am I doing I you know am I doing less in a day? I don't know, but I I feel what people like old people you say well you know when you get older the time slows down it goes everything goes by so fast or what and like I think I'm experiencing that oh it totally does uh, you know as I as I you know age and so but I'm recognizing more and more the cycles mm-hmm. right and. Really, for me to wake up from statism required me to recognize the cycles. It was mm. just enough president, you know, elections had gone by that I was like, I've seen this fucking movie before. <laughs> this is a fucking rerun. They just got this guy to stand in for that guy and this guy to stand in for the other guy. It's the same fucking same show, same mm. writers, right? You know? Having yourself a Marty McFly moment, are you? Oh, I've seen this one. I just uh, but this is new. No, this, this is the news. No, it's a repeat, man. Right? <laughs> yes, it's a rerun. Yes, and it's it like we're t- stuck in a fucking time loop. Yeah, right. Where we we can't progress as a species until we learn this specific lesson, mm. which is statism bad. Yeah, right. That's the lesson here. Statism bad for every reason that you can. Th- if you can think of a a. a a bad thing, the state is responsible for it, or at least the majority of it, of, of committing it. Um, and the evidence is overwhelming. I figure one of two things can happen. Either we can pursue the state further, and we will make something that makes the atom bomb look like a conventional bomb eventually, and that will just be the end of humans. Or we could stop. Yeah. And that's really it. Yeah. And fortunately, we have the best opportunity that we've ever had because the the movement of all of the wealth to the network is going to give us a real chance to to look at human beings as something other than terrifying as as actually generally helpful. Yeah. Because it really gives us a a way to benefit from people that we actually despise. Yeah. And and not even have to approve of it. I, I will say that I have seen far more cooperation amongst diverse people in so many ways, a, a diverse number of ways that they were diverse, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the meta-diverse situation. I've seen more situations of people helping people than I have people hurting people, right? Now, 
I'm convinced that there are more situations where people are hurting people than there are people helping people. But I, I might be wrong. I don't know how to quantify that. I can say that the one organization uh, that hurts people the most is the organization type known as government. Well, that's what happens when you have unaccountable violence. And, uh, and it's strange how many people you have to convince that if you just make them accountable, that actually does make all the difference because it becomes right. too expensive yeah. to be the purveyor of violence. Yeah, yeah, they should not uh, be treated any differently or have uh, any other rights than anyone else has. And uh, for whatever reason, humans continually to believe that they do. Uh, let's. Well, I want to salute the half of humanity that doesn't pay their taxes. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's go do this. Uh, caller, you're on Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Whoa, is this Brian? Are you guys hearing me? Uh, I'm hearing you. Who's Who are you? Oh, I'm Brian. I, I got my buddy Jerkface told me to call me in. He <laughs> said, uh, he said uh, you guys wanted to hear from me. Uh, well, what's going on, Brian? Well, uh, you guys are sounding like you're talking right up my alley about the Industrial Revolution and my favorite uh, college professor, Professor Ted. Oh? Yeah, well, if you guys know who I'm talking about. No. Negative. Oh, well, you know, Theodore Kaczynski. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> professor Ted. I've never heard yeah, I got, I got, like I said, I got baited into doing this, but uh, I like what you guys <laughs> are bastard. saying about how... Well, I'm sorry, Sagan? Oh, poor bastard. Like, oh, man, he was the subject of government experimentation. Like, that's well, know, that's a that's matter of public of record. To, yeah, I wanted so. to feel you out about that. Like, so, like, when, I mean, I, I like what he wrote down and stuff and about how, you know, how the, the leftist the leftist mentality is an issue. But, like, yeah, he was the subject of the experimentation. Do you think, like, he was, he's like a full psyop, like he's psyoping us or he was psyoped or, like. He seems, he, he seems sincere. Which, you know, right. take it that's, for what it is. What I but, I mean, I he thing. got hurt so bad that he decided to hurt back. And, like I said, when you brought him up in the first place, terrible tactics. Like, oh, that's... It's, it's, it's like mistaken identity. Our identity is talking instead of hurting. Their identity is hurting instead of talking. You can't use hurting to win over the people who hurt instead of talk. Definitely. And like, I mean, I just like, you know, cause I, I mean, I've read his, I've read his writings and, it, but it's just, it's hard cause Man, it's especially it, annoying. It reminds ahead, me of, uh, of, of uh, communism, honestly, where, yeah, your critiques are fantastic. You, you, you've got some real points there. Like these are, these are genuine concerns that you're bringing up. Yeah. Now your solution is abominable. <laughs> uh, what I what I will say though is that um, I am disappointed with humanity's lack of uh, introspection after events like that. Mm. Right? Uh, it should cause humanity to stop in its tracks and go, "What the fuck are we doing? That we have created a situation where somebody feels that they have no other way out than to do this particular thing." Well, absolutely. It's like, and it's like every, after every mass shooter, you know, they go like, oh, yep. we're not going to, we're not going to print his manifesto. We're not going to talk about his quote manifesto, but it's like, don't, shouldn't we learn from why? Uh, we should be, yeah. but they get, 
people, you know, or they get perfectly distracted by the gun debate. Yeah, they get perfectly distracted by it. The left is absolutely gung ho. Well, damn it, if they just didn't have a gun, they could not be able to shoot people. And the right is like, well, you're not going to take our guns. And what they should be looking at is like, hey, someone went batshit crazy. And this yeah. kind of well, keeps happening. Well, Maybe we should find out what is driving these young human beings insane. Go ahead, Brian. They'll, they'll, well, exactly. And they'll, they'll, they'll write, they'll, they'll play a, a news story in the same breath that's like, oh, some guy in China stabs 30 people or some guy in England stabs 30 people. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter if you're crazy, you're crazy, right? Like, I know guns make it a yeah. little easier. But like, there's a, there's obviously a, a I don't want to call it a mental health crisis, but you know, to use that meme, but like, there's obviously something going on where people are deeply disturbed, right. and I don't know whether it's the SSRIs, the media, the whatever, the whatever. But there's something that makes people mass murderers, and and it clearly seems to be happening more than in the past. Well, it's the uh, it's the cognitive dissonance, like, right? That's it. It stresses people out. I call it. Uh, What's the other phrase? Not cognitive dissonance, but cognitive uh, uh, Stock- cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. Dissonance syndrome. Yeah. There we go. I like that a little you, bit. You put it all together, and what that does is it, it taxes the human mind, right? When you are under such propaganda that you falsely believe things, like something inside of people, right, kind of you know, begin to feel it, but they can't quite get their mind wrapped around it. This creates stress, Right. And so you're literally uh, creating a mental health crisis by propagandizing people, by putting them through public schools, by, you know, training them to be obedient instead of uh, allowing them to learn and prosper. And it is the very act of identifying with your captor that causes this strain of reality and what you're enacting. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I've never, I mean, there's, there's a difference between like trying to follow the rules just to keep a little order every once in a while and following the rules just because they told you to, even though, even though like in your own private conversations, this happened during COVID people like, well, I don't like doing this. I don't like wearing the mask. I think it's all bull crap, but they do it anyway, because they just didn't want to have the checker tell them to put their mask on. It's like, what was that checker going to do to you? Right. throw you to the ground and, and, and tase you? No, they weren't going to do anything. All you had to do was stand up to them, and they would have shut the hell up, and, like, you could have done anything. Yep. Like, it was, it, like, I, I had this gas station attendant, you know, gas station attendant. No offense to gas station attendants, but she was power tripping, and it's like, you know, oh, yeah. what the hell is going on? You give people a taste of power over another human being and watch them go crazy. I mean, it's, if it's just the the toll booth attendant, you'll still see that little smirk. It is one of the sickest things to witness is somebody who otherwise normally would likely not be power tripping, right? Uh, put under you have a beer with them, you have a good time. Yeah, put under you know a new set of conditions now. Uh, you know, becomes you know you're gonna do as I fucking say, motherfucker. Right? Like that's you know I don't. This experiment that we just lived through was very revealing about uh, how far humanity has to go to be free and to be peaceful and voluntary. Uh, and, and, got, and they only got about like 40% done of what they wanted to, I imagine. That's my guesstimate. Oh, yeah. Everything that everything I've been looking at says that they accelerated things way past what their plan was. Fuck. So yeah, like the, they just, the fact they just, is like they, they, really they didn't win. They needed... 
man, they need like pretty close to 100% acceptance of an injection. That was what they needed. They needed full compliance. And I mean, really more than like 5% is too risky for them to, to engage the control grid that they need by force. But you mean like they have more than 5% now or they- No, I'm saying like if even 5% of people put up a fight when they try to control everyone's lives forever, then it's too expensive for them to actually do it by force. And the fact that like 20% went, fuck you, means that, oh, 20% is gonna say fuck you again. I mean, like, look at, what was it, like, last year, two years ago? I mean, not to give the French too much credit, but the, didn't the protesters bring out, like, a guillotine again, and they had to, like, write laws, you know? Like, because yeah. that's Europe, they can just write laws, and then they're, like, the next day, like, you just can't go outside anymore. But, like, I just remember the, the French, like, brought out the guillotines, and, the, and like, the, the French elites, like, were like, oh, my God, okay, we got to really crack down on these guys because they're getting ideas again. Well... And honestly, the guillotine's the real irony of this, because it was them that became the new government. And the guillotine is nothing but an efficient method of killing people. And the government is nothing but the most efficient method of killing people. So when they became the government through this act, of course it was going to go that way. Yeah, so I mean, I guess uh, to bring it all back around, when you, when you look at what Kaczynski was writing and stuff like that, be, be short of a, cause he did say like, I'm not saying we should uh, violently do this, but like, how do you, how do you educate people even at, at the, the lowest level? Like if it's your own kids, how do you teach people to like, yeah, we can all have phones. We can have a stove. We can have a shovel. People try to uh, uh, misinterpret what he was saying. Like, yeah, you can have a shovel. You can have a rainwater collection system, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But like, how do we, how do we educate people that, that we don't need? I think you guys were talking about, you know, like a little bit of homesteading. I can't remember from a couple well, of minutes ago. But yeah, yeah. Well, since you brought up kids, uh, th- that's actually the easiest part because children are inherently logical. Like they will I inherently think- like once they get their object permanence, they keep things like that. And you actually have to train them out of being logical, critical thinkers. So it, like that, that's actually the easy part. The hard part is when they've been through this uh, uh, schooling that removes that from you. Well, I got to say, I, I'm a, I, I can tell I'm a little bit younger than you guys. And when I was in high school, you know, I, I'm in a decent area and everything. But like, I just went to regular school. You know, they taught us math. They taught us reading. They taught us some books. They taught us some physics. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I didn't have the indoctrination. I just noticed, like, I follow the high school on Facebook now. Wait, but wait, after wait, I wait. left high school, and did, just... did you have to stand and recite the Pledge of Allegiance? Um, gosh, uh, yeah, I think we did, but mm-hmm. it was definitely like they didn't make a big stink if you didn't want to. That's for sure. Okay, but that <laughs> still is, is not a form of brainwashing. Yeah. This is not a no, form definitely. of brainwashing. This of is not a form is. of brainwashing. Like so, to say that you weren't subjected to the propaganda is probably not accurate. No, I mean I definitely was, but I mean like to put it in terms of like we didn't have any of like these social propaganda that were like you know like the mm. the trans Maoists and the 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 gay alliance or we I mean we had that stuff, but it wasn't like in your face. The teachers didn't hang pride flags. They didn't hang fucking communist flags. 
in the, in the classroom. We just, you know, we, we went to school, we learned about math and we went on with our day, you know? Yeah. It's a whole I, like, fucking different course, environment now, man. Cause it was still, it was still prison. Like, you know, you still had to raise your hand to go to the bathroom and all that stuff. Like the, some of the other complaints that a lot of people have, which sure. is totally valid. But like, I just, I didn't feel that political pressure like there is now, but now that like the same district that I, in my community now, I see that now, and it just wasn't when I was there. Yeah, but it, it was a much more peaceful now. brainwashing just, uh, you know, yeah. a couple of decades <laughs> ago. It's a great way of putting it. It's a great way of putting it. <laughs> well, I think there's probably kids now who, are, who you know, if this keeps going that way, they'll be like, you know, back in my day, they didn't have armbands. <laughs> no, you dude, oh my God, that's absolutely exactly where it's going. That's yeah. exactly where it's going. That's exactly like, where it's going. Our, we, we only had a red armband, not a purple one. Right? We were only communists and not also <laughs> communist transhumanists. <laughs> that's exactly where it's going, man. That's just, it's crazy. It, it's, uh, to me, it's a, it's a deeper thing. Like, people, uh, human beings have to cope with a majority of their reality being online right now. And I mean, young people, right? Uh, like their phones yeah. are there. They, they've grown up with them. Right. Whereas I'm old enough where like I'm older than the tech, right? I'm older than the internet. I'm older than cell phones. Right. I, I've seen it all come up and I've experienced it as I've grown. Whereas there's an entire generation, two generations even now who have just grown up with tech. Mm -hmm. Right in their hands from the before they can even remember, and oh, so yeah, I, I I think that creates a bit of a, a, a an identity crisis in reality, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly amongst the youth, they're all struggling to find their place in the world and identify as something and be an individual and and all that kind of stuff, and it just stresses them out because they you know when in reality they want to be more extreme, right? And this mm. has been sort of the youth have always sort of been more extreme than the generation before in some ways, right? This well, is it's, just it's, the first time. It's, it's part of nature that we have to have something that's exclusively ours. Right. And that tends to inform our, our relationship to what was handed to us. Right. Now we can either incorporate it or we can rebel against it depending on how much we like it. But we well, have I, to well, find well, a thing that's ours. So well, that's what you guys have. Do you guys have kids? I do not. No. Nope. Okay. Well, I was I was at a family barbecue tonight, and I was just watching my my six year old niece. She's playing on her iPad, mm -hmm. and like she's she's playing this game, some stupid fucking game. Not even like is, I mean, it was like a, a make pizza for fake people game, and like it wasn't even like lemonade tycoon like we played in elementary school. But it actually took some thought because it had math and all these other things. But it was just you know. She's just spending this in-game currency because she wanted her iPad in the game. You had like this, you know, you're at a stand and this iPad, like you could spend credits to make your iPad look cooler. And she wanted that. Mm -hmm. And it was like the most, like the most heavily in-game currency thing you could buy. She's like, no, I want my iPad to look cooler. I'm like, yeah, but why don't you like buy more ingredients? Like just stupid game, but like, why don't you spend the in-game currency to improve your pizza shop rather than making your iPad look fucking cooler? And if that's just something I've noticed with the youth, like when it comes to video games in particular, they'll spend money on skins or this or that rather than like making the game work better for themselves. Like, cause Fashion I, over I, function. I games, but, like, wow. it's just, I, I, I'm so intrigued. Not Welcome intrigued to the cyberpunk scared, age, my friend. That I know, dude, it's just, 
I just, I like when I played video games, I, I was playing Grand Theft Auto when I was a kid. Grand Theft Auto 3 came out when I was like eight. Okay. Like, I'm, my parents were cool enough to let me play it, but like even that game took some thought to complete missions and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it, 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 it was, yeah, it's a violent game and it was just crazy stuff, but we obviously know that video games don't cause the violence and the shootings that they claim it does, but. You know, the video games I played as well, a kid actually... No, what causes thought, it is you know? them driving human beings insane. Yeah. But they love to blame your flashy video games and say, see, <laughs> it's weird and new and you don't know what it's doing to human brains. Yeah, uh, Brian, I don't know if you know this, uh, and maybe you do from, from history or whatever, but uh, there was a point in time when uh, the powers that be tried to ban heavy metal the music right all, all the, the form I, I know of music the Snyder case that's about yeah. all i know yeah and that's and, and that's key right that's really all you need to know about it is that they tried uh they tried and they tried to say all the same things that they say about video games right they're like oh no heavy metal is is causing mental illness in our children and heavy metal is you know making them have suicidal thoughts when it's really bad parenting right yeah, well, and it's like, have you ever been to a metal show? They're the nicest people you ever meet. Oh, I love yeah. metal. Yeah, I love metal. I oh, man. I judge a genre by its mosh pits. And metal pits, uh, you get picked up. Oh, they'll beat you back down, but yeah. you get picked up every single time. Yeah. Oh, the singer will stop the show if they don't pick you back up. You right? Know? See, <laughs> that's the kind of, of politeness I expect from metal people. Yeah. I mean, they might smell, but hey, they're going to pick you up. Well, and in the end, at the end of the day, isn't that what matters? And and what I like about exactly. what I like about the mosh pit is it it's voluntary, but it's violent. Yeah, right. So for those people who say, "Well, without war, how would mankind get its its violence out of its systems?" Like, well, there's there's things like, oh, I don't know, fucking sports, for yeah. example, right? You know, like yeah. and like to an there extent, are these things we try to beat each other at. Yeah, to an extent, the mosh well, pit honestly, is kind of a sport. Yeah. Honestly, the mosh pit isn't even that violent. Like, if you're in them, you see that people will actually kind of like let up if they're about to really ram into you. Yeah. You know, and like, especially if there's like a, a girl in there, not to not to be sexist or misogynist, but like they're like, I'm not gonna just like body blow this girl. Like, I'm actually gonna <laughs> let up. Like, she wants to be in there and have fun. Well, like, we're and well, this might sound sexist, you know? but they have smaller upper body strength. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wait, you respected uh, another human being's personal, like, you know, uh, safety? Oh, my God, you horrible person. How dare you? I know. Like, we're all there to have a good time, and that's what I love, just whether it's metal or the liberty movement. Like, we all just want to have a better time. Right. We don't want to be, you know, we don't want to be, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, we want to respect each other's voluntary choices. Exactly. Like, no no one's there to leave with a bloody nose or a broken nose just like you know when you want to not yeah. pay taxes and, no one wants to and die. you take your risk <laughs> and you take your lumps and that's like that's kind of the point of it is that it's you don't know exactly what's going to happen when you step into the mosh pit that's why we do it is because you don't know exactly what's about to happen and it's the same reason that uh, that people like to go to a uh, uh, horror uh 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 tours through the uh, the haunted houses right yeah. is oh, so yeah. that something can happen that they don't know what it is so they can get shocked and surprised and jumped out at that's the point of that and I if know, you're man. if you're doing it right then everyone goes home happy because we got what we mm-hmm. what we were looking for which is not what we're going through right now that's for sure though yeah <laughs> no. we're not getting what we're going through like you know well yeah, we've been going through extraction. 
of everything we value. Yeah. Well, I like the term, uh, just to go a completely different direction, I like the term that's been coming up recently, agency capture. You know, like, mm. you want to even bring in RFK, but, like, just agency capture. Like, like regulatory become, capture? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, we, everyone talks about, like, oh, oh, capitalism is bad, but then we always counter with, oh, but it's crony capitalism. It's like, no, it's agency capture. Well, it's not even it's not And even that's what the left have completely life. right. Like that's that's what the left have completely right when they when they complain about the corporations, because yeah, yeah there, I mean, look, there okay, isn't yeah, the a right, real the right is the right is war hungry and all that stuff. Like they have yeah. that they have that sector. The right has the war sector. Whatever the left is obviously in it too. But the left has everything else, in my opinion. They have everything else. They it goes back and health, forth. They get to everything. It yeah, goes back and forth. Too. Yeah, I, I, it's and like and it shouldn't even be that way. There shouldn't be these like two groups, and it shouldn't you know there shouldn't even be. It should just be that everybody has an equal amount of rights, and that's it. And now we must figure out how to interact voluntarily on an individual basis. Well, I mean, but like, who? I mean, uh, I don't know how often this comes up with your guys' kind of discussions, but I mean, like, who really doesn't have? equal rights i mean yeah there's oh me, i can tell you who still, doesn't have equal rights uh well, anyone with a still, law degree still, has well, a very still, different like, set of rights quick, than i do mm. but like real quick like uh, the the I mean, police I, have not, a different set of rights than i do yeah but i mean i'm not all in with the whole term of uh, systematic like racism but there's this great show i listened to and they talked about like how how you know but it's it's not about black or white, Mexican, white or women or men. It's just about it's a, it's elite versus everyone else, and that that's what no one's on board with, and that's what really makes me upset. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like hold on, I need to drill down into that term. So the black. thing is, you can be elite at different things. So uh, I am Captain Kickass, and I are absolutely liberty elite. We are freedom elite. We are really at some of the very highest levels of freedom. And that's because we've chosen to pursue that through effective means. Now, that does not give us uh, the, it doesn't give us the power elite status or the money elite status or the psychopath elite status. <laughs> mm. I like that. Yeah. That's. I was waiting for you to like, like make I mean, the point, and oh, there it is. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, though. Like, yeah, you, know, you mean like, the psychopath elite? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Like these people just like they want they want to kill us. It's, I, mean, I like to think of it like lizard person privilege. <laughs> just in the sense of if you can tap into your lizard brain Absolutely. and just ignore all that like <laughs> compassion oh and God. feeling and just eat people, and sweat glands. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're exercising your lizard person privilege there, yeah, pal. Exactly. I think exactly. You, you nailed it. You fucking nailed then it. Then you can get into the psychopath monopoly on violence. And yeah, that elite is really the one we need to concern ourselves yeah, with. Yeah. And what's amazing to me is like the, the whole thing, it's just a belief. It's just a human construct, right? Human beings are capable of just like, hey, we no longer believe this. Yeah. Right? And then pfft, the entirety of government can be shattered and go, and we can yeah. get on with figuring out how to peacefully cooperate with each other. Yeah, like, okay, there are so many gods that we have no idea exactly how they were worshipped. You know why? Because when people stopped believing in them, 
there weren't any temples built, and all of their rituals just kind of went the fuck away. So, for example, the ritual where I calculate how much I owe the government goes away when I stop believing that the government exists or is valid. Right. Yeah. As soon as the idea becomes invalid in, in enough heads, it, it vanishes, right? And this is how the peaceful evolution, right? Everybody's like, oh, you're a revolutionary. You're an extremist. You want to overthrow. No, I just want it to stop. Yeah. And I don't want to replace it with any fucking thing. Yeah. Well, and, well, I mean, by defining what real property is, by defining what a real right to a thing is, it becomes very clear what doesn't meet that standard. Yeah. You didn't mix your labor with nature. No one gave you that yeah. of their own free will. That's stolen. Okay, that's not right, which means you have no right. Yeah. Brian? Well, I'm I'm right on board with you guys. It's just um, God, what was I gonna say? That's all right. <laughs> hey, Brian, we thank you for the call, man. Give us a call back another time. All right, peace. Uh, let's try this one. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Odie. <laughs> Odie, what's going on? <laughs> what's up? You're on the show. What's on your mind, bro? Uh, man, I was, I'm just hearing you talk. And I'm just like, um, you know, about the gods and all that. You know, that kind of drives me crazy. Like, um, like, what do you feel? Like, like, what is a god? Mm, I so, I claim agnosticism at this point. I think, uh, I think that's the most befitting. Like, I just think that I'm not smart enough to understand. Uh, things that, well, I don't understand, right? Like some people have uh, these uh, things called religions or religious beliefs, and I don't share most, if any, of them. Uh, however, I also am not, uh, you know, arrogant enough to think that I know for a fact that there isn't, you know, a creator or, you know, uh, any one of these religions isn't correct. I don't know. I don't have enough information. So for me personally, I'll let Peakless answer in a minute. Uh, to me, uh, a, a god is a, a creation of of the mind. It's something. It's a thing you have to believe in without evidence. And I would say that there are patterns. Well, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. I'd say that there are patterns that out exist human beings, and those patterns show every indication of being intelligent and alive. Now, it may in fact be an illusion that is created by the fact that they are created by intelligent, alive beings, but it still means that if you interact with them as if they're intelligent, and as if they're alive, and as if they're fucking people, then you will get the best response from these more or less immortal uh, patterns of existence. Immoral, yeah. Yeah, like they well, out-exist us. Maybe they maybe they die eventually, but they definitely are going to live longer than I do. People will still get pissed off at each other when I'm dead. Hmm. People will still yep. have sex with each other when I'm dead. Like these these patterns exist way beyond me. They and, might even have sex just for that reason. Yeah, and each you know, and each one of these has an aspect that is good. And an, uh, an aspect that is bad because it is either too little or too much. <laughs> so, yeah, the, you're right. You're right. right. And the, the aspect that is good of each of these kind of points in the same direction. And the, the point where they meet is what I'm aiming at. 
And I don't know too much about that point, but I know it's intelligent, and I know that it is liberty, and I know that it's life. And that's what well, I serve. And for me, that is the God that that is pointed at by the gods. Mm. Nobody? Well, you know, if, if you look at it, if you look at the way, like, other, like, uh, like ancient, like, even other religions, even Catholic, even Muslim, you know, like, it, honestly, it's all the same story. And, like, their story is, you know, is a Muslim, the Quran and the Bible is, you know, it's, it's the same kind of story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is, like, you know, it's just, like, how it is. And it tells you, like, um, it's the same thing. Like, it tells you, like, how humans should be with each other. Like, say, mm-hmm. like, for example, like, Pork Fest. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I could leave, I could leave three, $4,000 on a table with you guys and leave and come back the next day and it's still there on the table. Well, only if we were there continuously. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but then, and then, like, uh, and then you want to go back farther, back farther when you want to talk about, like, worshiping, you know, like, worshiping was, if you look at it, honestly, the worshiping was, like, like, I've been looking at this a lot. Like, the worshiping's a lot with, like, uh, with the sun, the sun grows everything. And everything... Like, we have nothing without the sun. Yeah, yeah. No, mm. it makes far more sense for human beings like, to worship the sun, I think, than it does, like, an imaginary creator of all. So, I I still, well, I would like to defend the opposite position. Sure. So, if the creator of all, and and, and let's, let's be more specific here. So, like, what there could be is nothing at all. Yeah. Like, just infinite potential and that's it. But it turns mm-hmm. out there's something. So if there's this idea of the creator of all, then what it's clearly doing by the fact that we're alive is creating a place where living things can exist. So if there's a a pattern of reality Mm -hmm. that is creating a place for living things, and yeah, Skeeter, for greater intelligence to emerge, then yes, that's what I want to serve. That's your God. That is the God for me. Like that's the be, the point that is aimed at by person. the better part of all of the various gods. What's that, Odie? Like it doesn't have to be like an actual like person like us, or not. You even, know, like it doesn't have to be. Take your pick. I figure, if it helps you for it to be a person, great. If it gets in the way for it to be a person, then don't. Hmm. You, know, you know, it goes down to like even praying, even like praying and manifesting, like it's. Well, you know, it's, a, it's a big, it's well, a big thing. Like, it's like what you're praying, manifesting to. Well, so, you know, so like, when, when, and I've made a real practice out of this. When I say, "What else can go right?" Mm. That, uh, my, uh, my Bible study buddy was saying, Works, "That's prayer, it? right?" Is it? Well, and I asked him about that, and he's How like, "Well, prayer? you are getting in tune with the goodness." that Yahweh is already doing all around you. Yeah. And I mean, like, okay, for sufficiently uh, uh, wide ideas of prayer, you know, I mean, it's... It's a broad brush, I guess, but sure, why not? It is, I think it is manifesting, right? Because all you're doing is, 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 you know, putting the words out into the world to create 
the desired effect, which is you yeah, would like, like something else to go right. And if that is not reflecting like, like have, the creator, then I don't know what is. Like anything that happens, like even whether it's good or bad, at one point you manifested that. Yeah. You know, like 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 I look at all the events in my life, and you know, if you want to look back in your life, you know, at one point. You know whether it came came out good, came out bad. At some point, you thought about that. Yeah. And like, it, well, you know, I I was half was, of this dance. And the thing about it is, like, you know, a lot of people like they lie to themselves. Like, you know, I never, I don't want, I never wanted this. But you know, once you become like true to yourself, then you know it, it happened. You just you just didn't want the stuff in between. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really quite following you. Yeah, there, kind of, you kind of lost me there. Like, like say you wanted something, but like you know, it, it took steps to get to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the are, the religious way of stating this is faith without works is dead. What was that? Uh, I said the religious way of stating the idea is faith without works is dead. So if you don't put an effort into your faith, then, right. you know, the faith yeah. is dead. If there's something you believe in, but you never move, then how is that supposed to come into being? Never. Right. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I mean, since you use the word move, I mean, it's uh, 2019. I moved here to right. New Hampshire. Yeah. And uh, that was a faith-based action. Oh, yeah. Right? I wasn't one of these people who came here first for a pork then, fest and experienced it and got to know people. I just sort of, I just said, I'm going to move. And because, like, I know that I'm me, and, like, if I didn't like it, I could always move again, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this, that's how, you know, decisions work, right? And so yeah. I, what I didn't want was the expense of traveling twice mm -hmm. because I yeah. figured what I well, would and get that's, here. That's when like, your faith was tested. Right. Your faith was tested in a way mine wasn't. Like, I just came right up here. I didn't have to break down, go back, and start over. Well, okay. So you are well, doubly was faithful. Factor. That was pretty much a luck factor on your part. Well, I, I, no, and no, doubly I think, active. I think, well, I think it was manifestation. Like, um, yeah, yeah I, I think it was. It's just that, like, the timing was wrong the first time. Mm. You know? It's, something yeah. was like, hey, no, you, you've got, you know, it, it's not going to happen now. Sorry. Right? You know what I mean? Something got in my way. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. And yeah. I knew it. Like, as soon as it happened, I'm like, fuck. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to happen now. I'm going to have to, I, like, I was like, I got to crawl my way back and figure out how to deal with all this bullshit, deal with the enchantment. I'm going to have to get a job again and, you know, rebuild my entire fucking life and then try again. Yeah, but, I, I mean, that part sucked, but now, but now you're good, though. You good. Know? I'm good. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's crazy how, you know. But I think that was just more determination. Like, I didn't want to go through the rest of my life. Like, I think anybody else put in that position would have been like, Fuck, I'm just not meant to go. <laughs> right. Right, or something like that. I think, you know, a, a more religious person would have been like, I'm just not meant to go. God is giving me a sign that he doesn't want me to move to New Hampshire or whatever. Or a less religious person. Ah, fuck it. Even that, or the government fucking got so far in the brain that it made them realize that you can't, like, like you can't go any farther. And so it's okay, I'm going to go back to serving you. Well, yeah, you know, like you know, like, like everything like spreads out so much, like a spider web. Like it's, well, it's so I mean, you, uh, since you bring up like the various traditions of of religion, I mean, the thing that I see with them is it's uh, it's compressed information, right? 
So um, if you're going to do this the the like fully worked out way, like it's like with doing math. If you show your work, then you have to go through a uh, philosophical agency and what qualifies as philosophical agents. And that's a lot of work. But the compressed data is a soul. Now, the thing is, of course, when you compress data, like some things twist in weird ways and you lose some of it and it does some weird things that the original didn't do. And that's what these different traditions do because they compressed the necessary information small enough and fast enough that people could keep transmitting it. Mm. So these narratives gave enough information for people to continue to act as if they had all of this philosophical knowledge that we've done the homework on, and that, you know, as much of a pain in the ass as that German accent is to listen to, Hoppe will, like, guide you through the steps of here's why having a conversation with me means that you respect my right to property. I mean, that's pretty much like the definition of manifestation. Yeah. Like, like the, you know, if you want to write an essay about manifestation, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Manifestation is imagination meets inspiration, hmm. right? And, and then, and then perspiration. Reality. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Equals the reality and everything. Yeah. Hey, Odie, thanks for the call, man. Have a great night. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. There's a few minutes left if you want to get in. Um, manifestation is a an interesting concept, particularly from. Uh, like a non-religious perspective, right? So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, is it real? You know, can science prove manifestation, right? Uh, if I think of a thing that I want and, like, I take pictures of it hanging on my wall and I think, you know what, that's a thing, I'm going to go get it, right? It's a thing I want, I'm going to get it, I'm going to figure out a way, right? And mm -hmm. then one day it shows up in my life. Have I manifested it or did I just work hard for it? Well, what's the difference? It's <laughs> a great question. And that's the thing where it really is like magic the way these things work. Yeah. It's not magic. You can understand it. But it's like magic. Where like, hey, it's as if there's this monster that feeds on my fears. Yeah. As if like some kind of demon was there to torture me. It's as if that were true. It's not exactly that. But your fear leads you to actions that feed something that... Well, now you've incentivized it to torture you so that you keep getting scared and keep giving it your power. The, uh, the, the what else can go right it has been a, a significant factor in my life as well. Um, like, and I, did, I only thought of it because, <clears throat> I don't know, sometimes I see things and I, I think of, oh, what do they look like backwards? Or like I, I can pronounce words backwards, right? Mm. You know, that kind of a thing if I see a word. Uh, uh, clat evil, right? That's free talk live backwards, right? Mm. Uh, and so I, I developed a, an ability to sort of do this in my mind. It's just a little mind game that I play with myself. I try and say words backwards in my head. And then I just apply that to other concepts in my life. Oh, I wonder what that is in the opposite, right? I'll hear a kick-ass riff that I like on the guitar, and I'll be like, oh, what if I invert that? Will it also kick ass, mm. right? You know, that kind of a thing. And that's all what else can go right was or is. Hmm. Right. It's just like me noticing that when something goes wrong for some friends or family of mine 
and they go, fuck, what else could go wrong? Inevitably, something does. And I'm it like, really does. Why do you do this to yourself? Why do Knock you, and it shall be opened unto you. Why do you ask and you shall receive? Why what you, else can go right? Yeah, why do you even ask the question? Like, you've been through it repeatedly. You know what happens when you say, fuck, what else can go wrong? Something inevitably goes wrong. You know that. Why say the words? Why can't people stop saying the words? And so then I thought to myself, well, what's the opposite of that? Mm-hmm. That's when something goes right, when you have a win, no matter how small it is, right? You go, ah, you recognize it. And then you go, what else can go right? Mm-hmm. The idea is that you can follow the opposite uh, energy, if you mm-hmm. will, right? Like if you're sort of, you know, perpetuating this negative energy going, what else can go wrong? Uh, you're creating positive energy by going, what else can go right? And so I just was like, well, let me try that. See if I can ride that wave. And sure as fuck, dude. Well, and it works. And part of all of this, and I don't know how big a part, but part of all of this is that you're telling your perceptive organ that is your brain, here's what to look for. And the fact is, we live in this mysterious and frighteningly complex universe that has more than I can possibly imagine in it. So when I figure out, hey, here's what I'm looking for, then that may have been there the whole time, but I couldn't see it. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not wealthy in dollars, you know, by any stretch of the imagination or property for that matter. Um, But what I am wealthy in is uh, a community. Mm -hmm. I have great friends. Uh, You know, I'm doing work that's interesting, that matters to me, uh, aligns itself with who I am. Uh... I just put out a fucking EP, right? Uh, music videos are to come. Like, what else can go right? Yeah. You know, I'm doing this beard talk live, uncensored talk fucking show. Right. Right? What else can go right? Right. You know? So. And, and it's meeting really, really good needs. Because, like, look, not everyone wants us to go into the weeds on any given topic. Oh, yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But I if you do don't. want us I, to go into the weeds, then we might just do it on your favorite topic here. I'm admittedly a lazy intellectual, right? Because I'm also just kind of a, like, I want to figure out how to do it with the least amount of effort. Right. Right. Uh, and that's basically anything. Like, I design my life, my own life, well, like, in a way where, lazy like... Lazy is not doing it at all. Well, doing it with the least amount of effort is efficiency. Uh, okay, so I'm an, an efficient intellect. I, I don't even exactly. consider myself somebody else. I, like I made some statement on Free Talk Live, and somebody else was like, "I no longer consider you uh, intellectually consistent," or something mm. like that. And I'm like, "Yeah, you're probably right." I've got <laughs> you know? the vipers. Fucking, you know, like I'm human. You know, uh, I probably have some inconsistencies. I'm probably hypocritical from time to time. Uh, I am a flawed person, right? And I'm aware of it. Great. So, Can we root that out? Yeah, that's that's what I aim to do. Is I, I I know I I am not smart enough to do sanity. No one is. Yeah, it's why. I mean, that's how we're built. It is not good that man should be alone. We go nuts that way. Anyone who can be apart from other people is either a beast or a god. That's not how man is. Yeah, like we need each other just to maintain sanity. Yeah, because it's complicated. But by maintaining sanity, we can create. Yeah, that's true. Um, I th- And, you know, I'm not even trying to tell people you should start. To, like, I'm not going to tell you what to do, right? I'm just telling you that my experience is if I can catch myself when, when a thing goes right and go, what else can go right? 
inevitably something else does go right for me. Yeah. Now, maybe that's just me forcing the perspective. You know, maybe that's just, uh, you know, playing a mind game, attempting to recognize a pattern in my life or something yeah. like that. I don't know, but it works. Well, I mean, look around you. You live in a world that was built by ideas. Yeah. They're the very materials that surround me, the aluminums and plastics and rubberized plastics and like these, these weren't even thought to be things you could build anything out of until someone had the idea that became the experiment, right. that became the technology. So all of these had to begin as an idea. So it really was that focus on which ideas do we want to live that made all of this come into being. Yeah. And if that's in alignment with the thing that makes life happen, which is the same thing that makes us free, then we win. Indeed we will. And uh, we are out of time. Thank you, everybody, for your calls, for your listens, uh, your reactions, for participating. Thank you, Peakless Mountaineer. Thank you, Captain Kickass. Uh, as we've said Previously on this episode, we're going to take uh, the next week off. So we will see you in two weeks. So thanks again, and peace. We're going to take you out with some fine Beard Talk Live music. Adjective. Pronoun. Adverb. Run on and on and on. Where my gerund's at? Parenthetical. Uh. Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit. Come on. Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit. Come on. You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. You take that fuck up off of the wall, put it down on the floor with the shit in a glass bowl. What? Yo, here's another little piece of advice. Fine. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. I make references to weaponry. Ancient or new, I wear bulletproof vests for no apparent reason other than to create a false sense of importance of which I could never retain on my own. I like to create a buffer memory of incredulity so y'all motherfuckers could never get near to me. I'm a cartoon character. You'll never be able to be like me. 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 I like women. I like women. I like the concept of a woman. I like to take that concept and reduce it to an object. I like to take those objects and put them in my videos. Have them shake the jiggly bits. 
white, so they looks like hoes. I like to take some car polish, smear it all over their asses, and bump that shit out so it looks like fresh peaches and shit. I like to take some more of that car polish and smear it all over their tits and bump that shit out so it looks all sparkly like diamond necklaces and shit. Why? Because huh. I'm a ladies' man. A ladies' man. A la 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 ladies' man. I'm a materialist. I'm a materialist. I'll take a piece of shit car and I lower the motherfucker. Put some 18 inch rims on the motherfucker. Take some neon, put it underneath the motherfucker. So when I roll around this town, it looks like a hover, hover, hover. I like to take a flat panel display monitor. Put one on the steering column, one inside of the glove box, one on top of the dashboard, two in back of the headrest, one mounted in the ceiling, two still in the motherfucking Packaging on the back seat so when my motherfucking friends go and sit on the shit and break it, I can honestly say I just don't give a fuck. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. Yo, where my girls at? Where my girls? Where my grills at? Where my grills at? Where my girls at? Where my girls at? Where my grills at? Where my grills at? Where is they fuck shit? Fuck shit. Fuck shit. Fuck shit. Fuck shit. Fuck shit. Fuck shit.